Welcome to the Two Man Game podcast. Here with the original hosts, the two game, the two men that have been sweeping pickup basketball courts since 2018 with our pick and roll. <laughs> yeah, sweeping is one word for it. Sweet, I will even look. We dominate when you get when you get two five nine five eight ten white dudes in the pick and roll. It, it's it's a lethal weapon. I'm telling you. As long you. as we're playing to five nine and five ten. As long guys. as we're only playing a six three really slow dude and other people around our height, it it works really well. Uh, either way, the NBA draft happened last night. I was in New York for it. I just got back actually. And uh, you like an uh, hour shook ago. Adam Silver's hand. I shook out. Yeah, I was at the draft. You know, I was I was Number on one it. pick. I was in the green room. Uh, <laughs> My alias is, uh, my name is Mark Tatum. <laughs> uh, no, okay, so I went I went to New York, and my grandfather came with me. So we get there first day. I'm going to tell a little story, because I think this is funny. We get there first day. We get in the, we, we call it an Uber. Or no, we call it, we call this thing called a Juno. It's like Uber, but they only have it in New York. Okay, uh, so we get in. Uh, my grandfather, cool. Russell, he's like, the guy's wearing like a, what's that thing called? Fedora? A, a tupin or something like that. Toupee? Like the, the headdress. The headdress thing. Like all the robes and stuff. Uh, What's that called? I don't... I know what you're talking about. I think it's more like a tarpon or something. Like I think it's a tarpon. It's more one of those. And my grandfather's like, what country are you from? <laughs> he's like, I, I'm from India. <laughs> and my grandfather goes, he's like, oh, people... I heard people in India are smart. <laughs> Okay, gosh. <laughs> Next Uber driver we get in with, hey, where are you from? Pakistan. Okay, conversation. Next time we get in there, where are you from? Pakistan. We get four straight Pakistans on our week. <laughs> and my grandfather's like, whoa, I could never do this job. He's like, I have to do this job. He's like, it's how I make money and pay for my life. <laughs> He's like, okay. Every it was the most uncomfortable thing in the world because he would add, he would like try to have conversations with them and they would just they don't they know like about half or a quarter of the dictionary. <laughs> he tries to use the biggest words. Before. Yeah, no, no, not big words. He's just like you know basketball or he's like, he's like are you gonna watch the NBA draft? I'm like this this Pakistani Uber driver has no idea what the NBA draft is. He's like I, I play cricket. <laughs> he's like, oh, my son. He's like, my grandson's high school team used to play cricket. I was like, that's not cricket. That was a cross. But <laughs> oh god, <laughs> oh god, my grandfather's a specimen. He was our former coach. He coached us up to be the uh, the two man game on the court. Oh yeah, I mean, what was it? Sophomore mm-hmm. division two champions. Division two champions. Yeah, we were what division one runner up senior year. Came in third place or something like that. I'll tell you what, though, my grandfather. I think I, I think I watched more Sean Hannity in the last five days than I'll watch over the next five decades. As soon as we get in the room, every time, just Fox News on immediately. Okay, I can't watch that. AOC, whoever that is. I don't know who that is. Yeah, no, no. Like, and the, the people on Fox News, they talk. They lean Republican, of course, and they talk about Donald Trump like I would talk about like PJ Washington, like he's just like on their team. <laughs> Like, our guy, and he's, like, coming on. the. Uh. He's, like, every time Donald Trump comes on the phone, they're, like, oh, Sean Hannity, you're such a great reporter. He's, like, so fair, so fair and unbiased. And like, this is ridiculous. But then I would flip over to the other, to, like, CNN, and some dude's comparing Trump to Hitler. I'm, like, what is going on here? <laughs> Political news has lost its mind. 
Let's put our Uber drivers on there instead. That's what we should do. Put what, what was his name? Did he? Do you remember? I his name? just. Uh, I think one guy was named ASM. <laughs> oh, great name! Awesome. 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 Oh, I could run through the list of names. They all start with A, and you can't pronounce the second half of them. Uh, either way, we're going to talk about the draft was today because it happened. No, I forgot about the draft. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, I forgot too. I didn't watch it. I watched the, the, the first round of the draft. I watched the, post- the first couple picks from the top of the World Trade Center, actually. Crazy. I was eating dinner, looking right out over the entire Manhattan skyline. You're at B-dubs. B-dubs. And then they cut out the volume for the... Louisville baseball game. They cut out the Louisville baseball volume or the no, draft? No, draft volume. So I was like... Ridiculous! Reading, I was literally reading Adam Silver's lips. I think mm-hmm. the first pick well, was you Cam Reddish what when you they mean? cut you it out. Yeah, you could And it was ju- like, Cam Reddish. And I was just like... You're no. telling me you didn't just read Woj's Twitter? <laughs> no, I didn't. Why? Because I didn't want to. You didn't want to? You wanted to be surprised? I want to be... He got, he, got, he got one wrong. He had a few typos. A, a, a C-minus night for Woj. He got most of the scoops. He didn't get them all, though. Shams outdid him a few times. He misreported that Kelvin oh, Johnson yes. was going to the Cavaliers. I do remember he, that. And he was like, oh, well, they last second pivot. It's like, no, Woj, you got it wrong, buddy. Dylan Windler's better. <laughs> even the Cavaliers. He can't escape. Uh, who's running the Cavs now? Dan Gilbert? I don't even know. Dan Gilbert was. John Beeline. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Dan Gilbert, LeBron's best friend. No, of course. Hey, look, we're gonna get into the craziness of this draft and like this. Watching the first, especially the first round of the NBA draft, was a cathartic experience for me. With some of the stupidity, especially by a team in Southern Arizona, uh, it had me ready to jump out of the window of my hotel room once I got back. Arizona State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly who. Um. But no, we're gonna we're gonna go pick by pick here, through the 2019 NBA draft. Uh, but first, we have Bob Marley. Okay, so the first pick in the draft, of course, was. Zion Williamson, dressed in all white, you know, to pay homage to Rick Pitino, I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, of course. Yeah, you know, the... the Classic, Pitino, uh, Pitino set games. the tone, yeah, with his white, with his all-white suit. Zion grew up, obviously, a little fan, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, he, he saw Rick Pitino in this inspiring white-out He was like, that's what I want to be. Suit, and he was like, on mm-hmm. draft day, I'm going to... I'm going to end up being the... <laughs> I'm going to be Rick Pitino. I'm going to dress like Rick Pitino. He almost, he almost forgot yeah, to stand um, up because he didn't hear the name Rick Pitino. And then he was like, oh. Well, if he really wanted to pay homage, he would have said, I'm going to play for Panathinkiakos or whatever <clears throat> the hell. Well, Rick Pitino wants to get an NBA job. So. Yeah. Well, look, I Pelicans, actually, here I, here I actually want to see Rick Pitino back in college. Because <sighs> he's a good coach? Yeah, he's a really good coach. I think he'd win games wherever he went. That's what he does. Uh, either way, Zion went first. Do we really do we really have to talk about this? Or can, we can save the Pelicans conversation for a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zion was going to go number one yeah. from, what, November on, pretty much. I think we knew top three for a while. And I think earlier, yeah, so number two, John Morant to uh, Memphis. We'll probably talk about some of these teams, like Memphis and the Pelicans, who had multiple first-round picks. We'll probably talk about them a little bit later on in the on in the on our conversation. More extensively. Because, yeah, we've talked about John Morant and these guys a lot. Uh, Barrett to Duke. Where things really got crazy was earlier in the afternoon yesterday, uh, 
DeAndre Hunter from Virginia, who went to the Hawks. The Hawks traded for the fourth pick. I I forget what the trade is. I'd have to bring details up. It was a lot. Um, it was the eighth pick, seventeenth pick, eight, seventeen, and I think thirty-five. And then like a future second round or something like that, maybe. Yeah, and then and then they they also, they also took Solomon Hill's contract back <clears throat> from the uh, Pelicans for I whatever the Pelicans got eight. They got picks number eight, uh, seventeen, thirty-five, obviously. And got rid of Hill's contract, so I, I I don't understand if you're gonna trade up in this draft, which I would not have traded up to number four in this draft. Oh, that's the worst spot. I think it's the worst spot to trade up to, because uh, especially could, if you don't need a point guard, like especially if you have an established point guard. Especially if you're gonna player. get DeAndre Hunter, like was re- was there really a team that was gonna take DeAndre Hunter? Well, obviously there was. Like I think it, it could have wh- been five. It could have been six. Look, I DeAndre Hunter is a great player, and I think he's got a high floor as an NBA prospect. He can shoot the the ball really well. He can defend really well. Like he's just going to be at minimum. He's going to be like Trevor Ariza for ten, twelve years, however long. But like, if you're going to trade up to draft a guy who's like a glorified role player, what what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I understand now he they fits well him. with he That's fits well with Trey Young and all that. But it's like in this draft, I would have just as soon kept eight, ten, and seven or whatever else you had. And I think you got a better shot of getting someone who's even better than you. Almost have to, you just keep in the this picks. Type of draft, you just have to. The more picks you have, the better. And then like, the more chance mm-hmm. that you have a great player because like, it's yes, it's because after so the top questionable back, after even top three is so questionable. Even like basically after Zion, it flattens. And, you know, you got Mur- a lot of people like Morant and Barrett, and I think that's the consensus next two. But after that, like. I don't even necessarily... Think There's this, no guarantees I don't think it's a bad draft, because I think the end of the first round is full of good players and mm-hmm. possible guys who will be uh, really effective on teams that win a lot of games. Maybe even early in their career, but I, I'd just rather have a couple of those guys than hope one hits than go for Hunter, who I'm not... I, I, do you think he can ever be an all-star? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I, there's a there's a... Possibility, but Small I don't think I don't think his odds are any better than. But that's him reaching his absolute potential. I don't think the odds like of that are any better than <laughs> Dumbia or Romeo or Nikita, NAW making the All Star game. I'd argue it's better than. Yeah, I mean those guys might have uh, might some, but... have lower floors, just like in terms of being of bust potential. But still, I just why don't you just take a chance and hope someone hits, and then all of a sudden you got a third star next to John Collins and Trey Young. But I don't know. Maybe they hope Hunter can just develop into kind of what he is at Virginia, but at the pro level where he's a a good scorer, mm-hmm. but not necessarily like a superstar or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a tweet on Twitter. SportsCenter <laughs> tweets, some of the best Wait, to what? ever play went number one. Oh, what? And then... No shit, that's the... Said, yeah, no shit, like, obviously... Just wanted to throw that you out do there. Te- it's like, oh, the GMs aren't complete idiots. <laughs> they at least sometimes know who the they best player is. They recognize everybody knows who's the best player. Generally, it's, okay, that's sports center. Come on. What have you become? You used to be like on TV all the time in this house that I'm in right now. As a kid, I would just watch it. I remember I'd stay home sick from school sometimes, and I would I would just get excited because I'd watch Sports Center all day. Now I haven't probably watched Sports Center in forever. I haven't watched. Oh yeah, I would wake up a little early and I would just walk up watch Sports Center before mm-hmm. school. And now I just like I was like kindergarten mm-hmm. to like now fifth or sixth grade, and I've, now I like <laughs> I've replaced that habit with going on Twitter. I can't stand Sports Center. 
Because, like, it's boring now. Yeah, it is boring. Cause I always loved watch like, right at the end of the hour. You just watch top ten plays. You watched top ten plays. Mm-hmm. It was so entertaining. It was entertaining. So I'd wake up at, like, 6.50 or whatever, throw it on. All right, so, Hunter, we're, we're, not, in, we're not in favor of this trade. No. I mean, they did keep pick number 10, which we'll get to in a minute, of course. It's another bad choice, in my opinion. Great pick. But... Uh, fifth, Garland, the, the, the Cavaliers drafted Garland, and this doesn't make sense to me in terms of what, like, who's, they literally only have one young asset that they probably wouldn't want to give up, and that's Colin Sexton, mm-hmm. a ball-dominant point guard who struggles with mm-hmm. passing the basketball. So what did they draft? A ball-dominant score-first guy who doesn't like, who's a who, similar player, just yeah. a better shooter. And his whole, the, the, the hole in his game is uh, passing the ball, taking yeah. care of it. Yeah. That backcourt is going to average 12 turnovers a game. <laughs> Maybe a lot of points. But and like, five pissed off teammates. Yeah. I mean, they might be able to score, but... You don't think Seti Osman can... Uh, <laughs> no, they the don't. Ball. But like, that's the point. What are you doing? Like, this is one of the most desolate teams in terms <clears throat> of assets, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. They're basically... They're in a full rebuild right now. They've got Kevin Love, and but they're going to probably ship him off if it's they like get the, the opportunity to... Hearing. That'd be nice. Uh, they're going to ship him off if they get the opportunity. And then it's like, you're your only young guy that you drafted eighth last year who was okay with Sexton. And now you're going to get a guy, you're going to get a guy who not only plays the same position, but is the same exact type of player. Mm-hmm. So now you have two 6'2", 6'3", scoring guards that need to curb their their passing ability. It, that doesn't make any sense. Good luck, John Beeline. <laughs> I guess they want a fast... High scoring backcourt, but like ah, I don't know. And then they drafted. I mean, and then later on they drafted Kevin Porter Jr. And it's like all these dudes need the ball in their hands to thrive. Like Kevin Porter Jr. has gotten James Harden comparisons with his ability, with this the uh, the versatility he has with the ball in his hands. Like, well, how's he gonna? He doesn't have a. He's got two point guards now that they think in theory can share the court. Who aren't going to pass the ball? So I don't, <laughs> I, God, I don't know what they're doing. This is, this plan doesn't make sense to me. It would have made much more sense to Surprised even. Surprised they don't pick up Lee Dort, another one. <laughs> <laughs> it would have made more sense to even get like even though Jarrett Culver is maximized with the ball in his hands, he's at least can play off the ball and played shooting guard in college. But no, they went with a dude. They went with the exact type of player they have. It doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, we got to go. I want to talk about. It. Who? Jared Culver. Jared Cole. I this is my this was probably one of my favorite well, that's what fits I was in the say. draft. I was like, I I This is who you notori- trade up for. I notoriously <laughs> said that uh Jared Cole had a big chance to be a bust. But I, I didn't like him a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think, like you said, it's literally the perfect fit, especially if mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins is gone. You and can, I think he yeah. will be gone. And throw him at the two or three or four. Move Carl Anthony Towns down. Well, if you want to play small, really hipster. <laughs> if you want to play small, he's like six nine. What? Six eight? Six hey, nine? Culver? Yeah, he's six seven. Six he's six. Gonna grow, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. You're all you're on my you're in my corner with the projecting him to grow. Yeah. Hey, he grew from six five to six six and three quarters this year. So hey, who knows I if he's done? Grow. I mean, if he's not done growing, he goes to six nine and and develops his ball handling skills and becomes like this a better shooter. This almost like. Giannis shadow <laughs> to an extent this like super tall dude with a weird lanky body that can handle the ball and is re- super skilled 
I'm all on the Jared Culver hype train. No, but I mean, with Minnesota, I think this get rid of Perfect. Wiggins. Get rid of Wiggins. Come on. I mean, like. Oh well, yeah, if you get rid of Wigg- Wiggins, he has a great chance to be a great rookie. Yeah, because I mean, what are you doing with Wiggins now? That's a terrible contract and a guy who scores empty points and doesn't provide anything other than decent scoring ability. Yeah. Like he doesn't play defense. He does. He's not a good playmaker. He doesn't really rebound. Andrew Wiggins not is a lot of guy that I feel like would have been better. I've heard him like, in rumors with the Rockets, so maybe. Yeah. He's just that part that would have been better not in this current NBA, I don't. I think. Like back in like the 80s when yeah, he was like, oh, he's got to score. <laughs> yeah. just, he's got a good like, ability to score, you, but like that's really it. You, if, even if you're a good scorer now, you need a motor or some other identifiable to, skill. For sure. Which is – but I don't – there's teams that can't score the ball effectively. Like I feel like there's teams that could use Andrew Wiggins, but the only problem is his contract. He's making nearly thirty million a year. Yeah. Well, the Rockets can Rockets. do that if they get rid of Chris Paul, and that's usually probably what they. I mean, if you traded Chris Paul to Minnesota, you say, "Hey, Minnesota, instead of having Andrew Wiggins' terrible contract for the next few years, what was how about the Chris proposed Paul? trade I saw? It was like Chris Paul to the Celtics or something. I think it was like a three. Gordon right? Hayward to the Timberwolves, and then. Wiggins yeah. to the Rockets. I was like, nobody would say yes to that. I don't think, yeah, nobody would. Actually, I think if you're the Timberwolves, you would. Well, the Celtics would obviously say yes to that. I think if you're the Timberwolves, you would. You get Gordon Hayward instead of Andrew Wiggins? Yeah, but Hayward's making even more money, and he's older, and I... I, I don't know, but I feel like if he... I don't know. Man, he has a chance He looked decent at the back. end of the season last year. I, I think if he this gets is, back to how he was... Well, this year will be an interesting better. year for Hayward, because last year, obviously, he spent the entire year just trying to get back in the fold of things after his terrible injury and he really couldn't because it was a team that was horribly mismanaged by its point guard so it was it just had there was the i feel like he was actually in the in a good situation if you think about it like like with the Mm -hmm. he didn't have to play so much but he could ease his way back into it he had a short leash though but like they just didn't manage any of them well at all Kyrie didn't know what he was doing i god that that, boston was just a disaster last year they they came into the season. People were saying they were going to win sixty games, and they end up as like well, the three, the four seed in the East, and quick exit in the playoffs. Kyrie and Horford, their best two players, are now gone. It looks like Horford declined his option and says he I, looks like he wants to go elsewhere. And Kyrie obviously is probably headed out somewhere else, even if it's not Brooklyn, uh, which Brooklyn seems to be backing down on him a little bit for whatever reason. Uh, okay, so next pick. Uh, your guy, Cameron, Kobe, Kobe White, I love the Bulls. Kobe. I this is my this is, I love this fit too. Oh yeah, this well this is where I wanted him to go because I was like, mm-hmm. he's got the chance to be like Trey Young was with he's got to have the ball a lot. He's gonna be the primary ball handler. Mm-hmm. He can play Chris he's Dunn's got, minutes. He got, <laughs> they still have Levine, right? Yo, yeah, dude, he's they, got a good got core like around him. Levine around him. So he's got a lot of yeah. I just love the fit. I think the team's going to be really good on offense. I just wish Jim Boylan wasn't their coach. Because now you've got Kobe White, who's like this speed demon who just takes a bunch of shots and plays really fast. Well, that's, that's what Trey Young the was in a perfect situation, too. Yeah, he's got a young, co- young coach. coach. Great, but... I mean, then you, got, you, got, you got now White, you got Zach Levine, who scored 20 a game this past year. You got Otto Porter, who's just like a typical, like, shoot threes, play good defense, you know, not make mistakes. And you got Laurie Markin and Wendell Carter. I think this is one of the best young cores in the league Kobe all of a White. sudden. Second rookie of the year. I, I think it's... Uh, yeah, he's going to be up there. With, and I think it's possible that he could win. Mm-hmm. Just like... Yes, I mean, over Zion. 
<laughs> Throwing the hot take out. If it happens, Zion is minus two fifty. Give me all the credit. Zion is minus two fifty to win rookie of the year. That has I'm to be the highest money thing on for Kobe White. Why not? At five dollars. Put it. Do it. Uh, he's probably he's probably like twenty to one or fifteen to one or something like that. Considering Zion's so high. So five to one, I would win a hundred dollars. Uh, maybe yeah. And then I'd get my money back. Hell yeah, I'm doing that. I mean, and Kobe's not going to be this type of point guard where he can see he's going to get a lot of shots, like you said, but it's not like he's going to be the primary focus because there's guys like Levine no. and Porter. I mean, they're well, going to start five guys. Don't have shoot to, threes. Teams aren't going to key in on him. Yeah, like Trey Young. Trey Young was more keyed in on him than I think Kobe White. Yeah, and he definitely be. took a while to adjust to that because he's yeah. their he's their primary playmaker. He's their leading scorer. And honestly, if it that. didn't take him that long to adjust to it, he'd be a surefire first. Like. Surefire rookie of the year, because right now it's really close between Luca and Trey. I, I think, think Luca will get it. I don't. I think Luca's a lot better than Trey. Luca, I think it he had ended a lot up better being season. a lot closer than I. Well, yeah, n- anybody would think. I just really Luca. The way Trey from ended. I agree. He averaged like twenty five points over the last month, but the the first couple months he was abysmal shooting the basketball. Well, I know, and he was just an absolute mess. Doncic from start to finish, twenty points a game, twenty one points a game. Really good passer. Well, that was played the point I just, incredibly that was the point well. I made with if he didn't have yeah. that rough start, he would be. He'd way. probably be, it'd, it'd be a very tight race coming down the I stretch. Think it still is a tight race, but yeah, Luka, I, I mean, Luka but Luca's gonna but. win. Um, either way, okay. So we love Kobe White. We like the Bulls' future. They're the type of team that like Otto Porter's contract run expires in two years, which is in in, in twenty twenty one, which is a good free agent class. So say you got Kobe, Levine, Markin, and Carter. All those dudes. Levine's making a lot, but he's only making like twenty million. If he's gonna be as good a scorer as he showed last year, then that's a bargain. Then you got Kobe, Carter, and Markinen who are all still in the rookie deals, you could go after a big free agent and make something happen there, mm-hmm. depending on how these guys keep developing. And it looks like marketing's sure. going to be really good. I Levine's think Carter there. could still be good. Levine's Even all-star level already if he if he continues to improve this season. For sure. And they got five guys that can shoot threes in their, in their crunch time lineup right now. Denzel Valentine? I think so. It's not a bad I don't mind him. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He'll be, he's a good bench player. Come on, he's smart. Makes good decisions. Okay. Number eight was kind of the first surprise, I guess. Mm. I didn't I didn't expect Jackson Hayes to go this high. I'll say. Into the Pelicans. But I the what are the the Pelicans literally have everything right now. They just needed a rim protector and they got it with Hayes. Yeah, I mean, you gotta get the best guy best he filled the need, I guess. You don't necessarily need to draft the best, best guy, guy available in this draft. Well that was best guy available at the position of need. Yeah. So they, they they draft. They said, "Look, we're gonna get we're gonna get a core of guys that fit well together." That's probably the best player grow. available for that position of need. I guess it's easier to not do best player available when you already have the best player available. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah. Zion. Yeah, it's like okay, now everything else is just gravy at this point because we're just trying to fit a good core around him. <laughs> and we've got a bunch of future. I, they, the The Pelicans are have the brightest future in the NBA probably, probably. in terms of down the road. The the, Pel- the Lakers probably have the brightest There's immediate future, but so I'll take the Pelicans long term. <laughs> They got to. I mean, they, they, finally the management's like being smart. They're giving the future they should have that they never gave Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah. When they got Anthony Davis, like okay, they committed to like winning quickly. They're like, okay, we're gonna sign Eric Gordon to a big contract. Let's get Omer Oshik in here for twenty million. Omer exactly. Oh, <laughs> Solomon Hill had a good outing with the Pacers in a playoff game. We'll pay him thirteen million a year. <laughs> they did a bunch of. St- 
stupid shit like that, and they ended up... Drew Holiday. Yeah. Then they re-up him, and then... They ended up with each one more as their, like, fourth Julius best Randall player. Wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah, but they signed him this year after th- things were already too far Cousins. gone with Davis. They got him Cousins, but... It, he got injured. Yeah, exactly. That's not their fault, though. I know, but what they should have been doing from the beginning was not putting themselves in a situation where they, where they had to trade away their entire future to get another star like they did with Cousins. <laughs> Luckily, now they traded Davis Well, they did it with draft picks. Future. It's a lot easier to do with draft picks than mm-hmm. necessarily... Well, yeah, but they... Trading. I, they just, I didn't understand. And then they made some stupid draft picks when they had Davis, and it was just a mess. Anyway, now they got... So you're looking at it now. What, they got Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball... Uh, Zion, Brandon Ingram, and Jackson Hayes. I'd say I'd say that Josh Hart is a great. Josh Hart's a good off the bench yes. player. Um, they got NAW who I I really love NAW. Oh yeah, me too. Nikhil Alexander Walker. That's a dude that can probably come in and play either guard spot. He's kind of like a Drew Holiday, but like an offensive version. Mm-hmm. And he's a good defender too. He can shoot the ball really well. I, I really like the core they're putting around them. Plus they've all, they've got those seven, and then they plus they got all these future assets, and they got my guy Zylan Cheatham on the uh, they they signed him under after free agent. Oh wow, I uh, love Zylan. That really doesn't mean anything. I like Zylan. I think he's gonna be something at the next level, especially if he's playing wait, with Zion. We, we already skipped. We already talked about the Knicks. Uh, all right, no, we're gonna go. To I pick- just want to talk about how R.J. Barrett and B.J. King will team up at the Knicks. <laughs> Wait, did VJ King get a, King got signed? Did he get a summer league deal or? Yeah, well, he got he got. A, if he got a two way contract, I'll be shocked. Undrafted free agent did not get a two way contract. He got so he's getting invited to like the summer. He's league. He's gonna go to the summer league and not even play. <laughs> Try out every, for uh, five minutes a game. The VJ RJ combo. The VJ RJ combo. <laughs> RJ Barrett will look at him for five seconds, and be like, "I can't." I, you were down twenty. We were down twenty three against you. And you sat on the bench and watched us come back and win. <laughs> yeah. Like, I am not handing you the ball. <laughs> it's going to be hard enough convincing RJ to give the ball to Kevin Durant. <laughs> Forget VJ King. All right. Next, number nine. This is another surprising pick. The Washington Wizards selected uh, Gonzaga big man, not Brandon Clark. Rui Hachimura. I just don't like it. <clears throat> I don't that's like another it. One that's I don't like, like it. What are you doing, Wizards? He's one of those ones. He's kind of older, so he's not going to develop as much as like mm-hmm. some of the younger guys. Although he has improved each season yeah, at Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot. He's but, substantially like, improved. So he's kind of a guy that you'd win earlier than some of these guys you would. I don't... And it's like, why? I don't know. You're the Wizards, you want to be like... You don't want don't want to make the playoffs. I mean, maybe you do... I, they're going to keep Beal. So if you're going to keep Beal, why go in on a rebuild? Like, maybe they're going to try to bring Wall back, see what happens. Well, keep Beal. If you got Wall and Beal, that's I guess that's my a, problem with them. I think they need to rebuild. But, yeah, if you got Wall and Beal, though, that's a good combo. If Wall's... If Wall's even close to what he was. No. Which it doesn't seem like he will. But, I mean, he just had a pretty bad injury. <laughs> He's coming off... What, he, he had an Achilles, right? Achilles issue? Something down there. He fell down the stairs. I don't know what the hell he did, but he did something bad. He and he was out for a year. <laughs> Ed's house. Yeah, I know. I'm aware, dude. Like that. <laughs> uh, but no, with, with, with this, it's like, uh, why are you taking Achimura? He's not. He's a dude that many people slotted in the 20s. I guess shoot your shot with your guy, but I just don't understand reaching on somebody when he's probably going to be available later in the draft. Yeah. And with Rui, it, he's like a six nine, six eight power forward who doesn't play great defense. 
and has a questionable basketball IQ. I, He's an underrated defensively. Questionable basketball IQ. That he defines very well Washington Wizards. <laughs> defensively in the um, Duke game. Which oh, is yeah. one of the few I, I watch because they are never on TV. I will say this. Hachimura, what's <laughs> here's what sells you on Hachimura. The fact that he's a really good he's a really good offensive player in college. He's got a diverse game, and if his jump shot develops, he could be a good a, a guy who scores the basketball really well in the NBA. And he gives a shit, which I like. Like he plays hard. He's a I, mean, I like that. He's a winner too. Like he's a winner. It, given it is, Gonzaga, but they win a lot of games against some shitty WCC teams. <laughs> Pacific, uh, <laughs> second best team, probably, usually. Uh, but yeah, no, it's Pacific. No, it's, no, it's it's St. Mary's. St. Mary's BYU. San Francisco was decent with Frankie Ferrari yeah. this year. Pacific is every now and then, yeah. Um, but no, we they, they, come on, Hachimura top ten. That's just that that's not a smart decision. But they, it's a it's the Wizards. When was the last time they made a smart decision? Drafting Beal <laughs> Exactly. And that's been a couple of years, half a decade. <laughs> God, half a dozen years since they made a good choice. They gave Jan Mahimi fifteen million a year. You don't like the <laughs> Trevor Reza. For Kelly Oubre trade? I don't like it at all. No, no I, I because you're trying to win that. now with an injured point guard making forty million a year. <laughs> Kelly Oubre's still there, right? At the Suns? Yeah. yeah, he's a free agent though. Uh, come back. Like the Suns. <laughs> they drafted his replacement here in a minute. Uh Cam Reddish, number ten. My, my one of my least favorite prospects. Look, I seeded he was gonna go top ten a month ago. Because look, I, he's an empty gym all star. You know, you know, six eight can make threes. It's like, yeah, a lot of people can do that. <laughs> I just don't like. I I know I get what they're doing. They're flanking Trey Young with shooters, obviously. Herder, uh, DeAndre Hunter, Reddish, all theoretical really good shooters. Or Herder and Hunter are good shooters. Reddish is a theoretical good shooter. I don't like that. It means he's not good yet. No, I do think he's good. Thirty-three percent on the year. I don't care. Good yeah, shooters don't shoot them. a ton of shots, and they're, he's the only one that can do it. So they're like, oh, just take a bunch of threes, dude. Yeah. The problem with him is I just forget he's on the court. I don't like that. <laughs> he's not diving for loose balls. He's not really competitive on defense yeah. or going after rebounds, even though he's 6 eight. I still think he has the potential but, like, to be like, good. Oh, of think, course like, he does. We talked about like he, he's like big, like mm-hmm. depends on where he goes. And Hawks was – thought, we thought he, we, he they wanted him. Yeah, I they, they, him and the Hawks have been rumored for, and I think it's a good for weeks situation. now because of Trey Young. And yeah. Herder with There's no him pressure early. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's compared true. to where Duke, it's like, hey, win a title or like you're really a failure because like, you have the top three recruits. Even if like, like Romeo Langford is that's a tough one for me because I was we'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah we'll get there. <laughs> with Redis, the thing I don't like is his development is almost like stagnated. I remember watching him in a high school game. Hey, I think him and Mo Bamba were on the same team. And he was good, but, like, I, he was really good in the, in the game I watched. It was, like, West Town, I think, was the name of their team. And they played some other – I think they played uh, DeAndre Ayton's team. And I, it was a great game, you know. Reddish played really well. But, like, since then, I don't think he's developed much. Like, to me, he hasn't really added anything to his game since he was a junior in high school. When I think a lot of the prospects that ended up passing him up, like a Jarrett Culver or a Kobe White, just – Continued to develop and really they, well, skyrocketed in their production. They got better. Yeah. Yeah, and to me, him, he's like he he has str- he struggled to finish at the rim in college. He wasn't a great passer. He I, he got worse as a shooter. It looked like 
just at least from raw percentages, and he just didn't seem to be playing with the same level of effort that Zion and RJ mm-hmm. were, and it really showed. Yeah. So that's the problems I have with him. Obviously, like if you just watch him on a on a tape for like a twenty five second Twitter clip, shoot thirty threes and make twenty of them or twenty five of them. You'll be you'll be sold, and it's like, well, this guy can be an all star, which of course is that that path is still there. I just don't think he'll reach it. All right, next up, the the stupidest pick of the entire draft. One of the stupidest. It's a pretty stupid decision. No. Number eleventh pick, Cam Johnson. I. The twenty three year old with one skill. I don't hate it. Who had hip surgery? Like really, really, I don't really, hate Phoenix? You, I don't you okay? Hate it. I'm ranting here. You tanked an entire year and picked a guy. First of all, you could have gotten probably at number 20 or 25. And not only that, you drafted someone older than your best player who is significantly worse than your best player and even is is even worse at the skill your best player is good at. Yes, Cam Johnson is a 23-year-old who can do one thing, shoot the ball. He's an average defender. He rebounds okay. He can't really pass. He's not really versatile offensively. It's not like he's going to take you to the rim or anything. It's not like he'll ever score more than 13 points a game in the NBA. But hell, let's let's tank an entire season, trade Jarrett Culver for Dario Saric in the 11th pick, and then take Cam Johnson. I hate it. <laughs> no, it's absurd. Devin Booker should ask for a trade. Ask for a trade right now. I can't believe that what his front office has done to him. Like, this is your answer no. this season? After you drafted Josh Jackson, Marquise Chris, and Dragon Bender, and then last year somehow ended up with McCall Bridges? <laughs> I t- oh, my gosh. And he didn't do anything. So let's take a worse version of McCall Bridges and Cam Johnson. Oh, and he's 23. <laughs> he's probably the fifth oldest player on the team already. Let's see. Booker, Bridges, Aiton, Jackson, probably Bender. There are five players younger than him already on this team. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> you know what you don't do, Goss? You know what? You don't take my 33rd ranked prospect, okay, number 11. Okay, yours. Yeah, you, find me someone that had him in the top 15. Look, I under, like, Cam Johnson's going to be probably a really good role player. I don't take that at 11th. That's his ceiling. Good role player. I don't think that's his ceiling. What's his ceiling? Like, what has he shown? Higher than that. My God. Solid starter. But that's basically a role player. Outside of your Uh, stars, you have role players. Well, yeah, he's not going to be an all-star. He has no chance of ever being an all-star, and you're taking him 11th. That's like, Cam Reddish makes more sense than him. I don't don't think they're trying. I don't think they see any all-stars, maybe. How? How are you going to let... Oh, what? Brandon Clark, PJ Washington, Goga, NAW, Okiki. Are you going to let all of these guys just sit there and then you take Cam Johnson? It's it's my. Oh, my God. Guys, there are some franchises that just suck and continue to suck. It's in their DNA. They just suck it up well, that's all the what time. We said about the Pelicans and look what they are now. That is the, yeah, but they put a new dude in charge. David Griffin actually knows what he's doing. He's won a damn championship. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't even, well, who's the Suns dude right now? I don't, they change GMs and coaches every single year. Like, oh, well, guess what? We made another stupid decision, and we gave this poor, helpless coach in his first year, we gave him a, a core that has no chance of winning and can't play defense, and we're going to fire him again and hire a new guy. Jesus Christ. The Sun, the worst-run organization in the NBA, and it's not even close. <laughs> the Knicks are laughing at them. It's like the Knicks trading R.J. Barrett away for what? Uh, like Robert Covington, and then taking 
Rui Hachimura with the eighth pick. Like, you, 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 it's stupid. It just, it's stupid on steroids. <laughs> All right, okay. have at it. Make the case for no, Cam I Johnson. No, I really don't want to. It's not worth it. Why? Because you're just going to shut it no, down. No, I'm, I'm done talking about it. After you make right, your case, we're moving 12. right on. No, no. P.J. Washington. Okay. To the Hornets. Now look. I, P.J. Washington is much better than Cam Johnson. I'll leave it at that. I'll let you go first, guys. I need to cool down. I'm much better, man. I think Pete, the skills, my problem, well, I, not, I love Peach because I even said P.J. was the best Kentucky player. Oh, yeah, I think and so, I had, I had him high. But my problem is I'm concerned some of his strengths won't translate to the NBA mm-hmm. because his strengths are physicality. Which NBA? That's hard to translate. I think you have to be physical though to last. Well, you have to be, but he capitalizes on it. There's a lot of people that are like that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that are similar, and I'm not. uh, He's not that great of a shooter. He got better. He shot 42 percent. That's kind of misleading. There's a chance to get better. Like yeah, he's got the ability. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a great free throw shooter. Don't like that. Free throw shooting has been shown to be the it's number bad. one indicator of what someone's three point percentage will be in the NBA. Oh yeah, which Rick Pitino said that. Which is, I sometimes there mm-hmm. are weird cases. Mm-hmm. One is Joe Harris, went to Virginia, now is plays he for the a Nets. Bad free throw shooter. Bad. He's like a sixty percent shooter. That's crazy. He's a really good three point shooter. Yeah, which, <laughs> he's a that, that, like that's three point contest. An extreme example <laughs> of that. But usually, if you're a bad free throw shooter, you can't. You're not a good shooter because it's the shoot. mechanic of the shot. Like if you can't make a free throw, mm-hmm. you're wide open. You have plumbing. Mm-hmm. You're taking your time. You got the time to get the mechanics right and everything. I mean, he did. These are contested. You got less time to. You have more less time to think about uh, it. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a t- tougher shot in general. Well, I I will say though, I can, thought PJ's mechanics improved a lot in his sophomore year. His shot, his jump shot looked a lot better. Free throw. I don't know why he didn't really change his form. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Compared to his freshman year, <clears throat> but no, here I'll get into PJ. I had I ended him with I had him fifth on my board. And he's uh, not as good as a rebounder as I hoped, but yeah, go on. I had him fifth on my board when I put out my final rankings yesterday, right behind uh, Jared Culver. To me, PJ is just like I I he's one of those players. He plays he plays his ass off and he smiles while doing it. Like I, there's just that that's a very rare combo. Yeah, but uh, he's, I don't I'm, care. I'm t- there's a lot of players like that, and I'm tired there? of like putting players so Good. high because of that. That can't be like your a big reason. Why. Well, it's a big reason because there's I too like many him. players like that. He just looks comfortable no matter what. This every no matter what situation. You I can try. use that only when you're comparing like or like Cam Reddish and PJ Washington, mm-hmm. but you can't use that as a reason to be like higher than a lot of people. But okay, so I'm saying he has all these strengths like. He just looks comfortable while playing. I trust him. He's an all-round player. He doesn't make a ton of mistakes. I know he turned the ball over a lot, but he had the. He was like our only source of offense. Kentucky's only source of real one-on-one scoring this season. Um, and look, he can score against mismatches. He can score in the post. He can score off the dribble. He's become a good shooter. In the pick and roll, he's going to be awesome because he's a good passer. He's a really smart player. He's just super skilled in the post. And like, like as Pascal Siakam showed us. Scoring in the post is really effective in the NBA Finals. Like it's a, if you can score effectively and get a two point shot with ease, that there's an avenue for that working in the NBA, and that's what Washington can do. I know his little jump hooks probably won't work against most people in the NBA, but he's not necessarily a guy you need that that skill from. And I think he can capitalize on a lot of his other strengths, like 
I think his perimeter shooting, like he shot 42% this year. I know it's a little misleading because the sample size is kind of small. He shot like 80-something attempts, but he still made 40% of them. Like, I think the avenue is there for him to be at least a, a decent three-point shooter. And then I know he's a skilled player around the basket. Uh, and I know he's a really smart, good defender. And, like, I, I, he's a good rebounder, too. Our team was one of the best rebounding teams in the country. And it's because we had Reed Travis and P.J. Washington. To me, I think P.J. is going to be end up, like, one of the best four or five players in this draft be, because of just how many skills he has compared to what these other dudes has. And he's shown the attitude part of it, which I like. It's a rare combo to have the skills to be one of the an All American candidate and to have the attitude and the athleticism and just all around. I don't see a top five skill whatsoever or a not not or an ability to get that much better to be top five. He can score the basketball and he can rebound and he can defend and he can pass and he can shoot. Like I don't think he's that great of a defender. I think he's average. Like he's not. Our team was like. I watch this dude every game, and he's. he's I he just turns trust him. For a post big man, he turns the ball over a lot. Yeah, I know because he puts the ball on the ground. He puts the ball on the ground a lot, but like he's not gonna. That's they're not gonna have him put the ball on the ground a lot in Charlotte. That's not gonna well, be what he does. Charlotte, though, he's, he's gonna, gonna be playing off Kemba Walker. He's actually probably. gonna be one of the more focal points, actually. Yeah, I think that really <laughs> works for him because he's got a variety of spin moves and uh, post moves, whether face up or. Whatever, back to the basket, and he can pass out of the post. And plus, he's not going to be keyed in on as a primary target. So, and he can he can definitely take advantage of one on one defensive matchups. I I as the draft process went on, I just really liked Washington. I really trust him, and I think he's going to be really good because he's more skills than Cameron Johnson. He's three years younger. Uh, he just tries a lot harder than Cam Reddish. Uh, I think he's an overall smarter player than Rui. He's definitely a more developed player than Jackson Hayes. And then after that, you throw him up there with like Kobe White, Culver, and then Garland and them. I, th- I think he's right in that group of just guys I really like and I trust with the basketball. And I don't mm-hmm. think his he's he's got a very high floor because I don't just I don't see him being a bust. Like you can honestly convince me Culver or Garland or Kobe White are a bust before you convince me PJ Washington is. You're gonna hate me for this comment. What? But I think he's so similar. To Grant Williams in a way. Yeah, but he said he dominated Grant Williams in their one-on-one matchups, okay, well, which is why I like him over Grant, Grant Williams. Well, I, I said it's similar. And, he's, and for the same reasons I don't like Derek Grant Williams, this is the same reason I don't like B.J. Washington as an NBA player. But <coughs> I I'm, I was actually, once we got to Grant Williams, I was going to say, and I'm not saying P.J. can't be a good player because I know he will be. I'm just saying it. Like, I love I'm P.J. I'm being... Crit- critical of it as much people critical. as possible, but like, because I'm saying, yeah, because I was about, to, I was gonna say, I actually don't hate Grant Williams as much as I thought, uh-huh. but I'm just comparing, I'm comparing the two. Well, it's probably because we thought he was six five and he measured out at six seven. Well, yeah, <laughs> like I, I think they're so similar in the way they're uh, they offensively shooting and defense. Mm-hmm. I think they're very similar. Grant Williams just isn't the defender P.J. Washington is on the perimeter. And Grant Williams is a better free throw shooter. Great. I mean, and it's important many, for two players that draw a lot of fouls and that are yeah, do but a lot fu- of Grant, You know what, Grant? He, he, Grant Williams' little foul-drawing antics aren't going to work in the NBA. Nah, he no. He tries that shit against an actual NBA all-star. No. They're going to look at him and be like, are you fucking no. kidding me, you 6'6", no. chubby 
Tennessee guy? Like, really? You think referee, referees gave him so many calls. They gave him the benefit of the doubt on everything. He's not getting that in at the NBA level. Guess what? He can't shoot. He can't shoot threes. His form takes about five seconds, and he's usually wide open because nobody guards him because he can't I, shoot. But I, wouldn't, but I wouldn't say that P.J. Washington is any better. Or any, He's a much or better any. shooter. Obviously, like, I don't it's think so. so. How? What? I don't think so. He took more threes and he made a lot higher percentage of them. And his form is quick and he made more contested shots. There's no argument that Grant Williams is a better shooter from the three point line. Well, I don't even know what he shot like thirty percent, and he, that was on like better. an attempt a game. Uh, thirty three <clears throat> on forty four. But when you watch him shoot the basketball, it takes Grant Williams so long to shoot the ball from the three point line, and he's only he's six seven. Plus, like, I, I just, I, I, his one-on-one scoring isn't great against size. Like, sure, he took advantage against small, against smaller defenders and knew how to draw fouls against some of the bigger guys. But he's playing SEC big men. Like, give me a break. So it's PJ. Yeah, guess what? PJ fucking scored twenty a game against Tennessee. I wonder why. Because he's a better player than Grant Williams. Well, you can't. I'm, you, I'm not looking at two games or three games between two players. I'm looking that's, at every game. I'll go back a, freshman year. He outplayed ten. He outplayed yeah, Grant Williams in, in chill, both games. Chill, 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 chill. It's like no, I'm tired like five of five or six games out of of what like uh. Mm-hmm. Um, however many games both of them have played. Yeah, but, uh, but like, individual matchups sometimes matter. I don't See, that's why I don't look at individual matchups as much. You got Kobe White and, and uh, Ashton Higgins played each other. Mm-hmm. Ashton Higgins greatly outplayed. Yeah, but I mean, Kobe White improved since Kobe then. Kobe White. And I, like, Higgins is a perfect so foil I, for I Kobe I never White. look why, – why would you look at a couple games over – a bigger we're talking about and I understand two, they're playing we're, against we're each other. We're comparing two prospects. But they're also not guarding each other the entire time. They're also not being – they're not – yeah, that's what – that's my point. All right, we'll check back in, in, in five years, and you can have your Grant Williams, and I'll take my P.J. Washington, and I'll feel comfortable about never, who's going to be the better said, player. I like – I said I like Grant Williams more. I never said that he was better. I was just saying they're a similar player, and I don't – I think there's a 10-pick difference in there talent-wise. I just think Washington – what's going to set him apart is, first of all, he's his length. He's got a – I know he's, he's only 6'8", which is a little small. That dude's going to add some weight. He's got a strong body. And his ability to get his jump shot off quickly. Grant Williams cannot. Grant Williams is athletic, but he's not like he's not quick. No. In he, he's not going to be able to guard people on the perimeter. I saw people comparing him to PJ Tucker. I'm like, uh, poor, poor PJ Tucker. Well, no, that's the poor not, guy is like not, the second best okay, player in the yeah, Rockets, and they're not, comparing that's him to him. His fault for getting compared to PJ Tucker. It was a bad comparison. I just, I like, okay, so Grant Williams is is what? Like, I don't, I don't know. He's a he's a good player in the pick and roll. And the fact has, that you can't compare him to anybody is I don't think that should be a negative. It's not a negative. I'm just saying you don't compare him to PJ Tucker. Okay, that's not his fault though. I but like even no, that I'm not comparing him to reach, PJ if Tucker. His, if his ceiling is PJ Tucker, really like PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker's all right. You just said he was the second best player in the Rockets. Uh yeah, poor, uh, the poor NBA Rockets. Team. The poor Rockets that of no that's that's uh, that's not a slight against PJ. That's just say like. Wow. <laughs> he, he scored four points a game in the Warriors series when he was the second best player. Now, it just speaks to how... I mean, that's like, not just, surprising. But I mean... Chris well, Paul was terrible. I, I, PJ... Capello was... Oh, God awful. Anyway, um, I, don't, I can't talk about the Rockets. The Rockets really frustrated me this postseason. Although, I do like their odds this year. I think if they could run it back one more time, they might have a chance. I don't, I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to give well, it Well, yeah, with those rumors we saw. All right, we got really off topic there. Number 13 pick. Tyler. <laughs> Tyler Hero. I think a great pick. 
I like it. Be like a white guy backcourt. Um, <laughs> I got some mental questions. Based on what we saw in Lexington this year, I think he's going to have some fun in Miami. They're pulling. I think oh. he might have a few. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think we can talk about that. I think he's going to have some fun. Can we talk about that? I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think he's going to have a good time. I think he'll enjoy himself. Yes. <laughs> uh I just hope off the court issues don't derail. They're just trying to get like a What's better a basketball player, a lot better Tyler Johnson on the <laughs> Miami Heat. Well, yeah, because they lost their Tyler Johnson <laughs> to the Phoenix. Like we need another a one. better shooting Tyler you know, Johnson. Let's get, a, let's get a white Deion Waiters. He oh, is a better shooting <laughs> Tyler Johnson because he's athletic. Yeah. I I want to call him white Deion Waiters as I think a great one. <laughs> like oh wait, Deion Waiters. Yeah, but Deion Waiters isn't like, like every three games. Deion Waiters goes for twenty, and then the other three goes for like six and seven. So he averages, oh, like, that's a good point, he averages yeah. like 13. And then it's like with Tyler. It's like, yeah, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's not. He has a, <laughs> Very simple. So like if you're in a playoff series and you got seven games and he plays three really mm-hmm. good games, like you're probably going to win. Well, my criteria game. for analyzing players, chiefly, do they give a shit? I, I like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's, can I picture them playing in the finals we just watched? Now, I know this doesn't apply to necessarily every player because a lot of them are the matchups or whatever. But can I just picture them on an NBA court deep in the playoffs doing what they do <coughs> i struggle with tyler a little bit but then i remember the dude can get his jump shot off almost whenever he wants he's like a taller kyle guy yeah. except obviously he's not as good i like yet. tyler guy kyle guy of course i love kyle guy um but I, I like the pick for hero i'm not i'm just not sure that's a great fit considering they already have josh richardson and Dion waiters who kind of do what tyler does Goran, shoot a lot of, yeah they got a lot of guards i'm not sure i love the fit Deion Wizards actually played the three. I almost would have thought that this would be a better fit for PJ since power forward's kind of where they're lacking a really good player. Yeah, because they have Justice Winslow, but Josh had, Richardson, yeah. Georgia. That's And then like they're they're playing a Whiteside. Linux. And, yeah, they, they, I think they should have gone with a forward here. Like maybe They're tr- really trying to stretch the forward. Yeah, they're going to shoot a lot of threes, it looks like. Uh, um, they're like getting rid of Justice Winslow right now. <laughs> he can't shoot. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, he's like their second best player. Might be their best player. Oh, Justin. Justin oh, they're, they're such a wacky team, man. I tell you what. Hey, they, they play Winslow at point guard, and then Dra- Dragic is off the ball. I'm like, what? Like, it's terrible. Didn't Dragic get traded away from the Suns because he was the third point guard on the floor? I don't, I don't understand. Uh, either way, next up, the guy from our from the Louisville Metro, Romeo. Romeo Langford. Where yeah. art thou? <laughs> that was another one what we talked about with Cam Reddish was uh, – like, Not having to do too much right away, uh-huh. and I'm hoping that they're like kind of. You might have to though, into. depending on how the Celtic summer goes. Possibly, but like, I think depending on the Gordon Hayward is a big one on this one. Because mm-hmm. if Gordon Hayward stays, it, Romeo Langford can kind of ease into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than well, I don't. Least. They're not. I don't think they can move Hayward because that's such a bad contract, and he hasn't really proven that he is even close to what he was in Utah. Well, I've heard rumors. I mean, yeah, but we saw the one Brown and Tatum three-way trade. Yeah. Um. And Hayward, the big one is like Terry Rozier could leave. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart could leave. <laughs> Kyrie Irving's probably gonna Kyrie leave. Irving. I mean, he's gone. He, Al Horford, it, and then Al they could. Horford's there's, gone. Uh, I, you, everybody's rumored to sign D'Angelo Russell, who I want to stay with the Nets. Come on, Nets. You saw what happened with Kyrie and Boston. Let's just leave that. Let's keep D'Angelo. But anyway, yeah. D'Angelo to the Lakers. Anyway. They don't have the cap room for that. <laughs> oh, Lakers. Heck yeah. Sure they do. 
No, if I was him, I'd be like, fuck you. No, they pay him through the Space Jam too. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that, I've seen that little here. thing. If I was Angela, I'd be like, fuck you. You literally sent me away because I, I told it I was moral. They'll be like, but like that was Magic Johnson. It's like, I, it's like Nick Young cheated on his girlfriend, and I told her, stand up guy, you're gonna kick cheated me out. Yeah. Uh, fiance. Yeah. Which I can't, I don't understand why people get on D'Angelo Russell for It's like, that. dude, I would tell, if someone told me they like, I cheated on my fiance, I'd be like, oh, I'm telling her. Nobody deserves to have that happen to them. Yeah. Like, it's a broco. It's like, fuck that. No. Yeah. God damn. Jesus. And she was famous too. That's that like, why it was a bigger did deal. Did you see Irvin's explanation for that on first take? He was like, I mean, well, he caused chemistry issues with, with Swaggy. With uh, Swaggy, swaggy P. P. It's like we we had to get rid of him. It's like well, you had to get rid of the the number two pick, not because the, of Swaggy, P. not the thirty four year old who comes off the bench and takes one P three is a game. Nothing in the NBA right now. <laughs> yeah, the once good sixth man, like oh God, <laughs> the Lakers. What a shit show. Um, but no, okay. So Romeo, I actually ended up moving him up to where he. I ended up moving him to fourteenth on my board. Cause I, I I did some he's got a lot of he's got so many skills. I did some deep dive and I was like he can't really shoot the basketball and this and that. But then I was like okay he's a good finisher at the rim. His attitude was questionable. But then I looked up. That's so he played with a busted thumb. He broke his thumb and didn't get it didn't get surgery to repair it until after the season. He he broke his thumb in November. Uh-huh. Right around when Indiana went on that downside and his shooting percentages went down. Yeah. So I, depending on whether or not that thumb injury actually is a big factor, I think he can still be a really good and player. And the fact that he played with it, yeah, some perseverance shows that he cares because he he knows he was going to get drafted, and he hell if if he might have got drafted mm-hmm. higher if he stopped playing at that point mm-hmm. because of an injury like that. Oh yeah, I mean because he like, if he'd shut it down in November, he'd probably have been a top ten pick because he was worse. Yeah, and the team did bad. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so like I think that shows that he cares too. I'm, you're going to hate this, but I'm going to bring up another one-game example, or two games. Mm-hmm. He was really good in those games where they beat Michigan State. Like, he was really good. Like, they were like, okay, Romeo, we're going to you on every possession. And he's like, okay, I'll just score like 30 points a game and yeah. take every shot. I know it's only a one-game sample, but I liked he stepped it up when the biggest games were in front of him. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, okay, next up, number 15. This I think is, that's a... What? That's a that's a little different. No, not really. I was saying just because it was like the biggest games, but, well, I, I just but like then that that's not up. different because Tennessee and Kentucky are both big I, games. They're for both well, teams. you were like shit. Tennessee's a shitty opponent. Like, oh no. wait, they're actually good the last two years. So yeah. Uh, but no, I just like that he stepped up in a big game. Better than not doing it. Uh, and this next guy is probably one of the more confusing prospects, just because we know so little about him. Say Cal went to the Pistons. Mm. I just he's so intriguing. That's why I liked it. But yeah, he, he seems like he's got like he's like a huge. He's this big bodied like six nine six ten dude who moves like a guard, but is really sloppy with his handle. But yet it's like effective and he's fluid. Yet looks ungangly. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not I'm, sold on him. I haven't watched. But he could be an all star, and I wouldn't be surprised. I just no. don't know enough about him. I'm gonna admit I don't know enough about him. Y'all, I haven't done my research enough. <laughs> Maybe I'll go on like some deep subreddit channel and try to find some of his game replays that are like have like ten pixels on the screen. I, just, I can I barely really... tell what's going on, and there's like Russian dudes screaming in the background <laughs> as the announcers. Come Guinea, it's interesting one. That's a. I think that's just like a property of France. It is. Yeah, I don't know where. Because I, I knew who was French. There's a Guinea like, in it. The there's, Guinea, Guinea is a country in Africa. I'm pretty sure. New so, Guinea. 
There's a lot of Guineas. Guinea. I think there's Equatorial Guinea. <laughs> oh, maybe that's it. French Guyana, I know, is a thing down in... Uh, that's different. That's, that's in South Carolina. That's in South... Yeah. Either way. All right, next pick, number 16, Chumo Kiki. Injury is a big issue. But I, like, love- I like it to the Magic... I think the Magic are trying to be the first NBA team to ever win a playoff series without a guard. Oh, yeah. They're like, they're like well, it's tricking another long 6 8 forward. Gordon, Isaac, Jonathan, I- Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. Oh, my God. Like, look awesome. at this. Look at the little bit. Like they're five best they're players. Like, we want to bring Vucevic back. I'm like, that makes sense. Why did you draft Mo Bamba then? So we could sell it. Because what is Udi going to do? Play them together? I don't think so. <laughs> They're gonna roll out a starting lineup of like, oh, what DJ Augustine? They're, I can see they're one game the Rockets hero. trading with the uh, with the Magic and trying to get Mo Bamba or Jonathan Isaac and, and try Rockets? to be. Oh, if I'm the Rockets, I'm and, getting. I'm trying to get Aaron Gordon. That's a dude I'm trying to probably because I think he could be really good in the Rockets system. Yeah, I actually really he's like really his athletic, fit. and I think he can actually score. <laughs> what a what a concept. compared to Clint Capella. <laughs> and, yeah, you don't and think PJ, Clint Capella can score? And PJ Tucker, even though we love him. Or Daniel House or whoever the hell else they roll. Daniel. They're playing Shumpert at the four. Man, that, that Rockets team. <laughs> Fareed, like their their rotation was wacky by the end of the year. Um, but he, I I really like Okiki actually. You want to hear some random football recruiting news? Mm, I don't know. Do I? Uh, I mean, it involves Wolves. What, Wolves get another three star, four star QB named Chuba. Oh, Chuba Purdy. Chuba Purdy. Mike Rutherford tweets about him. He said it's his the best day of his life because uh I mean and he was like sorry baby Chronicle which is his son uh, uh oh I'm sorry guys you just don't have the nearly the entertainment value of Kentucky quarterbacks like Terry Wilson oh. and Bo Allen <laughs> so generic oh just oh. the the most interesting names uh Steve and Johnson Steve and Johnson <laughs> Drew Barker no this is not. Uh, we have Juwan. This Pass. is not a law firm. <laughs> Malik Cunningham. That's not bad. Uh, no, with Puma Pass. Puma yeah, Pass. Yeah. He, Puma. He better have lost that nickname after last year. No, uh, no, either I, way, I call him Juwan right, now. So, he doesn't deserve Puma until <laughs> I realize he can run. I actually really like Chumo Kiki. I think he's a multi-positional defender. He can shoot the three ball pretty well, and he can attack off the dribble. Pretty athletic and makes smart passes. I just don't know why the Magic needed him, but okay. I think they should move Aaron Gordon or someone like that for a guard if they have any idea of even trying to win games deep into the postseason. And in an East Eastern Conference, that could be pretty open, but I, who knows? But I like Chuma because he's going to oh, be injured, and I, really I think like they're going to like they're going to like trade somebody. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Jonathan Isaac actually. And then depending on what somehow I somehow have a weird hybrid. Front court, weird hybrid front court. That doesn't sound like the magic at all. Oh wait, yes it does. Yeah, it does. they're like the of course fl- it does. they're like the Florida State of the NBA. They're like we're just gonna get as many a bunch lengthy, of tall guys, yeah, a bunch of long athletic dudes, and see how it works. They, they should just hire. They should hire Leonard Hamilton. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, uh, number seventeenth pick NAW. We talked about him. We really like that that pick. Uh, my dude, my dude Goga fell to eighteenth to the Pacers. Good fit. Now I'm. Who's it that was thought would get traded? Miles Sabonis. Turner or Sabonis? I don't think you can play Turner and Batatsi together, though. I think you can well, play Batatsi and Sabonis. I think you could play Turner and Batatsi because Batatsi is a true center. Yeah. I mean, Turner problem, and Sabonis, I feel like, are power forwards. 
The problem I have with Turner is that his, his scoring ability isn't very diverse. And I think a lot of teams need a good rim protector like Turner, and I think that's what Goga's going to end up being. So I think you put him in Sabonis, who's a really good post scorer and a guy that can get... Yeah. He averaged like 16 a game this year. He was really good scoring the basketball. So I think you pair those two t- together, perhaps, and then I think you can turn Turner into a really good asset. Well, I said trade, but actually I'm going to go back on that. I think it's fine to have those two and then have one of them come off the bench as a six man. I'd, I'd, I'd have to see how they play together to know if that's effective. Because remember, we went to the Pacers game in uh, January. Basically what they would do is they'd have Sabonis in for 24 minutes and they'd run their offense around him. And then they'd have Turner in for 24 minutes and run the so offense around bad. him. Wait, that's bad. Well, no, just like they would just like those two would just set screens and kind of just pick and pop. Like Thaddeus Young was the fourth. Thaddeus Young had a good game. Those two would just pinball around the uh, the paint there, and then they'd either get open looks or be down in the post. I don't know. It was a weird offense, but <laughs> one of games, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, now, yeah, I, I guess they could play together, but I think you could turn depending on how he develops. You could turn one of those front court dudes into something into a perimeter player, maybe a point guard even. Hell, <laughs> someone better than Darren Collison. Uh, all right, we got another foreigner here next. Number the the Spurs, of course, picked the foreign guy, Luka yeah, Samanich. I'm, I'm not surprised. Croatia, trying to get uh, another yeah. Dario Saric, I guess. My problem with him is he's got a short wingspan. Um, you know, I didn't really like how. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> I have never. Uh, I watched I've him. Heard of him, but he's decent off the dribble. He does he does the things you would expect a European big I mean, man. I got these strengths right here on this. Computer. Everything that a European big man does, great gets size for a modern does. big man. Oh wow, course. what is he six yeah. eleven? Um, incredible coordination, actually. So that's that's good. That uh, you need to be coordinated to play basketball. Greatly improved <laughs> defensive toughness. That sounds like a European. Uh, do a little yeah. bit of everything, but doesn't quite. He better have defensive toughness. Isn't that the only thing Europeans have? He's had? a career thirty-two percent shooter from three on three hundred thirty-two attempts. Holy hell! <laughs> that's a ton. That's like that's a hundred and almost a, over a hundred made threes though in his career. Uh, yeah, good for him. I've probably made a hundred in my career. In games? Oh, I don't know. Probably not in games. In pickup games, I have for sure. Pickup, sure, yeah. Uh, oh, I actually went and played pickup basketball at Cherokee Park with a bunch of black dudes. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I played well. I'm not gonna lie, I made a bunch of layups because I'm fast. <laughs> no way! I blocked this one dude like four times. Did he get mad? He's like he's he's like grabbed his knee. I was like, oh, what are you gonna do? Say so Clay Thompson ACL got torn. <laughs> now he had an Achilles injuries out for I've, next year. <laughs> I blocked Akeem Hayes. You know who that is? Akeem, yeah. Yeah, I, I, we played him at the Woodland Glen basketball courts. You blocked Akeem. I blocked him, and I'm pretty sure he got kicked out for. Uh, Weed probably? Assaulting his girlfriend or something like Maybe that. Maybe it was Cash Daniel. It was him or his... Cash no. Daniel did not get yeah, out. Yeah, that, that story needs some coverage. What the hell are we doing there? I'm so, Yeah, like, all of a sudden, like, on, just went away, and, like, I'm seeing if pictures paid, of Cash Daniel again. I'm if like, they pay, what? If they paid her off, man, I would not be happy with the Kentucky Athletics Program. I feel like there needs to be been repercussions for that. Cash Daniel's side that paid him off. Not I, I'm, look, I'm not gonna, that's some sketchy I'm not going to go all in on... on any of the parties involved, but I I want to know what happened because well, I think that I, I I think that's a that, I think there was some foul play there, especially on the side of Daniel. And if there was, I do not want that dude playing for my my school's well, football team. That's I'm just gonna put that out there. Illegal to pay somebody off. So if they did, obviously that'd be insane news. Yeah, but gosh, 
I, that's a weird situation. Then we get a. I don't know why we're talking about that. I, well, we I can address that. Not technically not illegal to do a cash settlement, but it might be against the NCAA rules. Probably, it, it's probably illegal to pay a girl off after. Not you. no. If if it's a settlement that both sides agree on, I guess like, it's I not. think it has to be public. I don't know. I don't know about the. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm bullshitting. Maybe they gave her a little extra premium to keep it quiet, which would make sense. Uh, next pick. I love this pick for the 76ers. Matisse Thybul. A great story because that was one. Oh, dude, I actually cried when that I came didn't cry, on. I cried, but I was like, "Oh my god, that's he's that's his he, his interview with Maria Taylor." His mom died, and he wears her number. Oh yeah. my god! Like, no, are you I, kidding I, me? I was like, I hope this dude was, crushes it. I was thinking, please, nobody on the 76ers wear the number four, and if you do, you're giving him the number four. Like, oh yeah, he gets number four. Have that number. I don't. I can Off the top of my head, I can't recall every. Actually, I think was it Kevin Porter Jr. His dad died too. Yeah, and he wore the number four for his dad. Mm-hmm. So I was like, please, Cavs. Dude, this just let him have Just some four. of these dudes had such rough backgrounds. Like Kobe White's father passed away from terminal cancer, and then obviously with Matisse Thybulle's mom dying, and then Kevin Porter's or Kevin Porter Jr.'s father died in like a, a gang incident it was shot he was like two yeah yeah just god that's what part of the fun stuff about the draft is seeing what these some of the obstacles these guys have overcome mm-hmm. in their in their past and it's cool to see them like just finally like they're on this biggest stage and they're making well, tons of money now saddest thing i mean they're they, i mean these now. they're making life-changing amounts of money right that now and i love to see the I mean, they, they all thank their parents it's a fun night mm-hmm. Really, in some inspiring stories from some of these guys, uh, but no, Thibault is the best defender in this draft, hands down. Especially on the perimeter, mm-hmm. there's just not a dude that tries harder and is more athletic and just has better instincts. He blocked two and a half shots a game as a guard in his zone defense. The only thing is, and I hate to be negative, mm-hmm. but you know, I got to, got to be. You got to be the devil's objective, advocate, I guess. You got to do the dirty work, the stuff that nobody else wants uh, to do. It's the 76ers. Mm-hmm. Who has? They need a guy. They need a like t- score, I guess, or a shooter. Do they? They're all, but I don't think but the they all, if they bring ben back Simmons, if they bring back Butler, they're they gonna got, have two forwards. Uh, I guess Ben Simmons technically a point guard. I think Harris is gone. Gonna have, Harris is gone. They're gonna have Ben Simmons and Jimmy Butler, a sm- small forward who both can't shoot and like. Uh, team, Jimmy team, Butler it's gonna, can it's shoot. gonna be another like. No, I'm saying. Matisse Thybul and it's well, going to be another thing where they can sag off, and it's uh, going to make it even more difficult for Joel Embiid. I will say Thybul is a his it's career. Another guy that's going to cr- jam up the lane. That's I think with saying. Matisse Thybul, I think he'll end up being a good shooter because he can be. His I mean, career is thirty six percent, thirty five point eight. Just this year, Last he had, he had a bad 30. shooting year, but I mean, look, his sophomore year he took two, or his freshman year two point seven attempts a game, thirty six percent. Sophomore year four point two attempts a game, forty percent, nearly forty one. Junior year, 4.7 attempts a game, 36%. Senior year, 4.2 attempts a game, 30%. So I think he just had a bad shooting year from the three-point line this year. Um, and I have no reason to believe that um, he won't at least be an average shooter at some point. He seems like a guy that works really hard. Oh, he um, definitely. I know he works. Uh, he, he can just tell he works incredibly hard. Um, so I, I think he'll end up being a decent shooter. He's not going to be like an Andre Roberson. And I think his defensive upside is definitely a lot higher. Yeah. And even Roberson, and that's and crazy because Roberson's a crazy good Also, defender. I don't like, I guess, he apparently turns down open shots. So I feel like scouting reports will kind of see hmm. that. And I will also 
That's what. Oh, that's that's a habit you can curb, though. I, yeah. Like yeah. like Brett Brown. It's, it's all about that's confidence, <laughs> probably, uh-huh. and himself. And I think once he gets in the gym and realizes that he's or that he sees can his own. Well, no, I mean Brett Brown's gonna tee up that Australian accent and be like, "Mate, you're gonna shoot the Good threes on, when mate. you open, mate." Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like you're gonna shoot when you're open. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> probably the best value. The biggest steal winner. of the draft. God, are we stupid? NBA, hey, Brandon Clark, 21st of Memphis. Thank you, Memphis. Oh, Memphis had Now let's talk about Memphis. They have one of the better futures in the NBA. You got John ja Morant, who I think is going to end up being a star. Uh, and then you got now your front court is the perfect modern front court. You got a stretch five. The the like the most rare thing you can find. It's like finding like diamonds in Minecraft. <laughs> Jaron Jackson Jr., stretch five, who's an elite defender. Uh, and then Brandon Clark, elite defensive four, who's super athletic. And can score and scores super efficiently inside the three point line. Plus, mm-hmm. it's got an improving jump shot. And then now they got a point guard, really young point guard. Oh, I think this team has one of the bright, has a really bright future. It'll be a little while. But It'll be a little while. Them. But like, I think they become an attractive free agent destination maybe in a few years because they got two big men and a point guard that is really good at passing. Now it's like okay, we just need a, a superstar wing to come in and complete what we already have. So I think that's something interesting to look at down the road. So say maybe in a few years, some one of these guys comes open as a free agent. It's like, oh, well, shoot. I, where can I just go ahead and cement myself as a 25-point-a-game score surrounded by a good defensive core? Oh, well, I can go to Memphis. Yeah, Tobias Harris, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I, I'm not too familiar with the small forward free agent class of 2021 or beyond, but... I think Giannis's contract is up, so... I mean... Okay. <laughs> swing for the fences, why not? Grit and grind era. Heck, it's gone. It these days, you never know. <laughs> oh, yeah, you never know. Uh, well, let's break down the fit where John Moran is a ball handler next to Giannis. <laughs> uh, no, but Clark... Clark's a top ten player on on my on, in the draft, I thought, just from a pure talent standpoint. I really loved him. I can understand age or whatever else... Uh, inability to shoot three-pointers at this stage of his career, whatever you want to say. I, I don't think he ever should have fallen to 21. I think that's a bit ridiculous because no matter what, he's going to be an immediate impact player at the next level. And if you're going to get all caught up in his age, it's like it's not like this guy is going to be on your team when he's 30. No. Like, wait, who's on the same team when they're 30? No, I never understood that. Cause, I can yeah. understand age at the top. Like why it would make sense to take an art or Derek Cole or a Darius well, Garland over at DeAndre more, Hunter? You're yeah, because you're trying to find the next cornerstone yeah. of your franchise. I think we did this a couple podcasts ago, or maybe last podcast, where we're like looking at drafts mm-hmm. and seeing who's actually still on the same team. Oh yeah, it was we, like I think that was three last years. Time. Yeah, it was like in the next three years, and like over half of them weren't on the same team they were drafted. Exactly, and that was the lottery. And that was, and that, even was more that was only a few years ago. Yeah. Imagine going back to a draft from like 2012. 2012 is no way. Exactly. A lot of those guys have definitely moved on or been released. What have you? Uh, all right. Next pick. <laughs> we talk about Grant Williams. We can leave that yeah, behind. We can, we can talk. We're done. I will say though, look, I I came around a little bit on him by the end. I I ended up ranking him in my 34th. There you go. I, I understand. Good passer, <laughs> smart player, toughness, and I think if you're gonna have a good fit for him, I think Boston's one of those. Because I think Brad Stevens likes to have smart, tough big men, like we just saw with Al Horford. They're getting so small, though. 
It's the age of small ball. Go for it. Why not? going to play Robert Williams, who shows up late <laughs> to practice every day? <laughs> uh, I believe that's their center right now. Oh, you want to get really It weird? is their center right now. Let's get really hipster and throw Grant Williams at center. <laughs> I don't even think Tennessee dared oh do that God. a few times. A, you want a real Rockets me- a reimagining of with P.J. Tucker and Grant Williams? <laughs> as, that, as your comparison, throw him at center. So he does. Uh, all right, next up, Darius Baisley. Kind of a little late riser, actually. And, like, I tried to find some film with this dude. He didn't play. So either he had to go find high school clips, which, I mean, he's playing vastly inferior opponents, or I went and looked at some of his clips from uh, the Combine when they played the five-on-fives. It's like he was okay. Basically what stuck out to me was, like, he's kind of athletic, but he's actually a good passer, which I think sets him apart from, I don't know, Mo Harkless. <laughs> a guy like that, I don't know. He seems like a very similar player. Yeah, but, I mean... More heart, more heartless isn't bad at a twenty-three, especially for the Thunder. Oh no! But I mean, that's. I, I'm not even saying he's that generous. Game. I'm Basley is definitely not proven to me. He's Mo Harkless on defense. I'm not like Mo Harkless is a world beater on on the defense. I, I love the stat. They're like ESPN uses only made thirty percent of his threes in the fifty games in our daddy in our database, and I'm sure they're including high school games in his database. That has right? to be well, yeah. So that's even more like. Jeez, there's no way he's gonna shoot that well. From and yet, deeper. I'm supposed to be told that the college game is ruining people's stock. It's like, had this guy come and actually showed stuff, he would have been much higher. I don't. If he like, had shown, then he was. He was a top 15 recruit. Like Nasir Little was a top 10 recruit, stunk it up, and still went in the first round. <laughs> like worst case scenario, basically probably goes around right here. He probably could have gone higher. All right, uh, next pick. The Suns our have redeemed Ty themselves Jerome. just a little bit by getting our guy Ty Jerome. He's gonna start. To be quite frank with you, I think that's a perfect fit next to Booker. That is perfect. He's not He's not going to be, like, taking shots away, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. But, like, he's going he's, to he's gonna find his shots. He like might be the smartest player in the in the draft. Oh, yeah. On the he basketball doesn't, He court. doesn't make much mistakes. I, I think his turnover is just he, so smart. The way he runs a pick and roll is just a wet dream of mine. Arguably the best pick and roll passer in the draft, there we according go. to ESPN. Oh, according to ESPN, according to Alex Weber, he should but it was say. Arguable, arguable. I, 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 I mean, oh, pick and roll passers. I mean, Morant obviously comes to mind, but uh, career forty percent three point shooter. On oh, the dude can shoot eighty eight attempts. That's insane. dude's gonna be. Able, it's I think That's incredible. I feel like we're talking like we've used this comparison before, but Landry Shamit. At worst, he's a guy that can make shots and play smart on <laughs> defense. <laughs> And I think he's much higher potential like, as a ball handler. These improvement areas, it's like lacks fluidity in his lower body. I'm like, I don't care. Like, that's serious. That's something like, I'm like, lacks come on. fluidity in his lower body. You know how that many of these dudes so, are part of that? Like, that's such a yeah, minute. That's such, that sounds so like nitpicky with a guy like this. I we ended up we we had, we both had Ty Jerome like top fifteen earlier this yeah, month. Yeah, I sure. think I ended, I ended up having him thirteenth on my board. I. It just, just I don't it just annoys me that surefire busts are gonna go before this this super good pick and roll ball handler and the guy that makes forty percent of his threes he's literally like, has given us no reason to believe he's not gonna be a really good NBA player. There is no evidence that he's not gonna be incredible. Yeah. Like I know he, I know he's white, he looks six five, he's maybe he might be a little slow. Whatever. He could and like, I'll take Ty Jerome. Usually with guys like that, they're like, oh, they can't play defense. He played for Virginia. And he's, it's not like he won a national championship. He's been there. He's a good, and he's a really smart defender, too. Yeah. Like, part of, a lot of defense is just IQ. 
it's knowing when it's knowing how to not get beat, knowing Close how to stay in front of your man. Yeah. Really Effort, uh, yeah. Defender, which is very important in the NBA because they're super fast and mm-hmm. good shooters. So people mistake athleticism for good defense or bad defense, a lack thereof. More often than they should. It helps to be athletic. When a lot of intangibles are really the deciding factors. What you have upstairs is more important than your body in a lot of cases. Especially on the perimeter. That's why a guy like Kyle Lowry is a really good defender. Even though he's like six feet tall. (laughs) Uh, Okay, 25th, Nasir Little. Like, I'm I'm famously out on Nasir Little. I think he's Stanley Johnson. Famously. Yeah, I'm famously, you know, it's it's notorious it's, uh, around it's draft on, circles. It's on uh, sports and it's uh, like Alex Lover does not like this year little. Yeah, yeah, I know. Jay no, no, Bills no, could beg to differ. Yeah, he was like top every single pick, he's like Nasir Little's on the board, top ten talent. I'm like, stop. <laughs> I should ask I should like tweet at Jay Bills. I'm like, do you think Nasir Little is a top ten talent? <laughs> Do it. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to. Oh my god. Right now, actually. Like find a Jay Billis tweet about Nasir Little. Like, do you think he's top ten? <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> For sure. Uh, but uh, I, I kind of like the fit though with Portland. He can go into that oh, immediate yeah, Harkless rotation of just athletic wings. I do too. Yeah. That necess- don't necessarily need to play off of. Um, I don't necessarily need the ball in their hands. They can kind of just find their footing in the league while playing next to. A superstar like Damian Lillard, and not having really any kind of scoring load put on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, yeah, like he doesn't have to come in right away. Yeah, just like at North Carolina, <laughs> 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 he can ride the bench, come in, and break his own. <laughs> Every now and then, he you know, showed flashes. I like it. Oh, you like it? I like it. <laughs> Big guy. Big. Uh... Maybe he can be like their Harrison Barnes, like when the when the Warriors had the Splash Brothers with Curry and Clay, and they brought in Barnes. Maybe that's the route Nasir can take. I have no idea, man. I I can't. He's like this six sixty that's kind of athletic, can't really go to the rim, doesn't play good defense, and rebounds okay. I, I, he doesn't shoot. I, I I'm really at a loss for what he can do well. But good luck. <laughs> now it's like a complete opposite prospect, a, a seasoned veteran, a senior. Out of a small conference team, who has uh, not not very athletic, but has one skill. It's Dylan Windler, and he can shoot the damn ball. Hey, that's not bad for the Cavs. It's like, why not? Oh, I like it. I, I actually really like the pick. I'm yeah. a big fan of it. Um, he needs and some shooting. He, he needs some I don't shooting. Think he necessarily has one skill because he was a hell of a rebounder. He's good. He's a forward. decent passer. I don't think he'll be able to hang defensively because he's I, not going to really have to pass that much. Yeah, here's what we talk about athletically. Yeah, he's athletically handicapped on the defensive end of the court. <laughs> I'm not even saying he's a bad defender. He's a smart defender. He doesn't usually get beat really easily. He good instincts off the ball, but I just he's not gonna be able to stop some of the NBA's small forwards. Unfortunately. He doesn't have the speed or the requisite athleticism. But guess what? He can knock he can shoot the he can shoot the hell out of the ball. He's probably the best shooter in the draft, I'd say. Even better than Cam Johnson. And guess what? He's younger, too. Wow, what a shocker. It's almost like Dylan Wendler might be a better prospect than Cam Johnson. You like the pick, Goss? I like it. I do like it. I like the fit. I, he's a he's a John Beeline type, dude. It's like Iggy Brasdakis, but like a billionaire's version. So here's my tweet. All right, let's hear it. At Jay Billis, do you think Nasir Little is a top 10 NBA draft talent? I couldn't tell based on your NBA draft coverage last night. I know, be like, I, I don't feel like you mentioned him last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good like, one. Didn't do, I, I don't remember you mentioned him last night during the game. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, moving on. Oh, gosh, your guy. 
27th pick. Hey, I had I said he was going to be a first rounder. In Fiondu Cabin Gelly. had our um, 30. He was in my 30. <laughs> Very happy he was in the 30. Uh, I see him vacillate on boards between 6'8 and 6'10. I have no idea how tall he actually is. Because it seems like he changes heights every time I look at a new list of prospects and I see his height listed. But um, I'm coming around on Kevin Gale just as like he's basically like Montrose Harrell. <laughs> he works his ass off. He's not overly athletic, and uh, he's really long. Like he's, he's got long. really long arms. He he's, has a potential to be a I hell. Do, of I a honestly defender. think he's kind of similar to uh, Serge Ibaka. Just I think that's maybe like a ceiling for him. A guy who really hustles on defense. Like he's Dikembe Mutombo's what nephew or something like that. Yeah. Um. So he can block shots, and that's. I'm not just saying that because he's Matumbo's nephew. <laughs> no, like he's he can part actually, of his actual like. He can actually repertoire. block shots. Yeah, it's part of his repertoire. He can block shots. Three point shots, not absurdly terrible. Thirty seven percent. Yeah, he didn't shoot it a ton, but like, I'm telling you, it's like guy very similar. Reminds me of Ibaka. Great motor. Um. I think just the lack of athleticism and necessarily defined skill made made him not one of the top prospects. But in my fan side at our mock draft, some dude took him eighth. No way. Eighth. I can pull up the Excel sheet right now. And then that's why you're like, all right, why are these people high on him? For no and no, he got a lot of he got a lot of shit. Everybody was like, are you kidding me, dude? Gavin <laughs> Gelly. There it is, right there. He's taking eighth to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, what? Uh, how many of these actually got right? Oh, Claxton went to Brooklyn on this. Alright, either way, we're going to move on from this. Um, yeah. Cam Johnson did not go 11th. <laughs> he was not that crazy. That was close. Kevin Gelly at 8th, though. Close Classic. Um, One of my favorite picks is the next pick. Uh, okay, on. so. But I like Kevin Jelly because they also got him and Terrence Mann. They're going to do the. They're, they're getting Leonard, Leonard Hamilton dudes in the mix. Big day for Leonard Hamilton. He's a real winner. Big winner. Big winner of the draft. Winner of the draft. Just uh, put Leonard Hamilton. The next pick, I was ex- more excited to see who the Warriors selected with 20th pick than any pick in the entire draft. And I was left like, I was like, okay. It didn't wow me. I wasn't like, oh, that was terrible. It's such a classic Warriors pick. I was like, Jordan Poole, really? Like, I think they're trying classic. too hard to find their I, to find a dude that fits their identity. It's like we just want a shooter. It's like, yeah. Do, do you realize that like he he doesn't have any other skills necessarily? Because they weren't like. Uh, no, I'm not surprised. I guess, but um, if Dylan this Windler dude was, was not projected board, as a first round pick, like I don't know why they took Poole so early. They could have probably gotten him at 41. That would have taken him off the board for Alan Smilovich though. I got a random report what? came in less than a minute ago. Kyrie Irving reportedly did not like living in Boston oh. and developed issues with both Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge. Shocker! <laughs> I, I never could have seen that one coming. How do you have issues with Danny Ainge? He surrounded you with so much talent. <laughs> uh, he literally Danny Ainge was great at what he does. I stand what, behind What does he want Danny Ainge to do? Like, uh, trade Jason Tatum for a, for a 3 and D wing. Trade Jason Tatum for... Luke Mbamuta is probably what he wanted. Like somebody that doesn't going to take the ball out of my hands or isn't, isn't young. And the thing is, he averaged 25 points. It's not like he wasn't like I don't shooting. Know. Like Irving's a, uh, he's going to get a big that contract. That dude's a bag no of emotions. What. A lot of them not very positive. It's kind of dumb, but but you like the Jordan Poole selection to I do. Warriors. It's like why not? I mean, I think it's classic shoot. Warriors. I just think they need some defense. I, I really wanted them to go for Admiral Schofield. I thought that would have been a perfect selection. Just a guy who's really tough, good on defense, and can shoot the ball. 
Well, no, they went for pool. I, I just don't really like pool necessarily as a top thirty prospect. He's a player with intriguing shot creation and perimeter yeah. shooting ability. Yeah, he <laughs> is. But like when you say intriguing shot creation ability, I think that belongs in the second round, especially when that's the only thing he has. He's not. It's not like he's a great defender. <laughs> like what? Well, well, part of their analysis. Pool is creative, full of swagger, swaggy and just has a pool, natural yeah. feel for the game on offense. Yeah, sure. Okay, he's got a swagger. <laughs> I don't know. I like this. This is probably God. the funniest analysis I've seen on this. I, I mean, like, I just feel like he's a second round pick. Like, why not get Zach Norvell or something like that? Which, by the way, did Zach, Nor- no, Zach Norvell got picked, right? Uh, no. He signed with the Lakers. Oh, my God. No way. Yes, he did. He. Oh, okay, we're going to get That's to that. That's the one I was talking about. That's I, an I incredible. I forgot his name, but yeah, that was in. Wow. Rob Polinka, good job, my man. Hell, hell of a selection. Um, okay. Next selection. All right, next pick. Um, this was sad to watch. Keldon kind of fell a little bit farther than I think he expected. I heard reports that he got a lock. He got a promise before pick number 18 earlier in the week. Obviously, that did not happen <laughs> as he went 29th to the Spurs. Wait, he got a lock for 18? I think, you know, I, I read a report from the Pacers that he wouldn't work out for them because he got a promise in the top 17. And I was like, oh, okay, that's weird, okay. But no, he went 29th. Uh, well, obviously, there were so many trades, even in the top 17, that could have been taken off the board. Like, maybe the Hawks promised him at 17, then traded their pick. That's a possibility. Hawks possible. Yeah, that's um, reasonable. But no, uh, I, I, if there's a team Kelvin's going to go to to mature, kind of even improve his shot, which is probably his best attribute Greg in Bob offense. Is. Spurs are a good place. And I think even they're, they're, retire, they're losing Rudy Gay, so I think maybe Johnson can slide in there and take some of those minutes at small forward that they need. I, I think he can slide in it too, but I almost kind of like wanted the Warriors to take Johnson. I thought that could have been an interesting place for him to go. Oh yeah, for sure. Because at least like I, Johnson, I think will be good on a playoff team because look, I he has him and Draymond Green. He has some mental lapses. Yes, he's a, he's really young. Like he's nineteen. He's our age. He yeah, acts like him it. and Draymond Green could lead the league yeah. in technicals. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure. Don Johnson's a technical guy. I feel like he I, could, he could be that. He's that type of guy. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like he just scream at the ref like right. No, in his he face. just screams. He like when he makes a good play. One of my favorite parts. He just screams, and I'm like, he's a, he's just a kid that's happy. Uh, I think on the basketball court, he's definitely got to have. A, he has a lot of maturing to do, and the Spurs are a good place that. for that. But I, he's an intriguing two way prospect because he shot the ball pretty well from the three point line. He's got a good form, and his mechanics look look to have improved even since the end of the season. And he hustles and he tries really hard. He's a really good rebounder. So, plus he's got a good frame. I think he can add a lot of weight. Maybe if he wants to be a small forward or a small ball four. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. And who else is? Uh, sorry, this guy picked up with Jalen Leck for the Phoenix Suns. Oh yeah, that happened last night. I think. That's not bad. I like that. I don't. Yeah. Leck's really athletic. Get a young guy in there. Take a chance. Although I think they really did. They did that with like D'Anthony Melton, and that didn't really turn out too well. Yeah, but. <laughs> All right. D'Anthony Melton's. Nah. The final pick of the first round is one of the more another confusing prospects, Kevin Porter Jr. Off the court issues, everybody has him flagged, but there's no denying the obvious talent that you see when you watch a 20 second highlight clip. <laughs> he looks like Deer and Fox on the freaking court, but like as a six five shut combo guard that's playing more of a James Harden style. <laughs> um, but with Porter, he's going to the Cavaliers. I think that's a good place for him. Uh, I don't think necessarily he belongs in a playoff atmosphere yet or a team that's trying to necessarily win games on a nightly basis because then I think he'd get buried. But he's probably a guy that's going to end up in the G League for a little bit. 
Yeah, well, for sure. Especially since his year. And then possibly have like a two way, and then like mm-hmm. kind of play with the Cavs, see if see what he can do. I mean, especially since his season at UCF, uh, USC was so like uh, just weird and didn't end necessarily on the best terms. Considering he was suspended multiple times, didn't didn't score a ton, wasn't really effective, but. All last summer, I read about how talented this kid was, and he was like a four-star prospect. And at the beginning of the year, he definitely showed up, and it was like, oh, this guy's actually amazing. But uh, no, then he had just off-the-court issues. Obviously, he's had a troubled past. Like we talked about, his dad got shot when he was young. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm rooting for this kid. I hope he can figure things out upstairs, you know, put together a nice NBA career. Oh, yeah. And there's no denying the talent. He could be a star. I want a star. every player to be really good because that just makes the NBA more fun. Oh, yeah. The more good <laughs> players are, the better. <clears throat> more heated tickets. I like it. Uh, okay, so that's round so one. So we're just going to do our favorites, I guess, from round two. Cause we can go through. It'll take uh, a while. Well, look, my, my Brooklyn Nets, who I've kind of uh, adopted. taken, I've, I've adopted as my team in the NBA. Uh, they took Nick Claxton, who's a dude I really love. Jalen Hands, which I hate. Because ironically, Jalen Hands has the smallest hands. In the NBA. In the NBA, apparently. Like, the- it, it was like the smallest they've ever seen at the combine, ever. I, he's a terrible. Okay, wait, we'll get hands is just a stupid selection considering who you. How do you take Jalen Hands over Jordan Bone? It's just dumb. All right, whatever. Um, they they got Claxton though, so it makes up for it. Claxton, I, I think, is one of the better big men. Like I, I honestly debated him or Jackson Hayes, because I think Claxton's a more natural basketball player and played point guard in addition to doing everything Hayes did while being a smarter and better defender. So like I, I, I there's no denying Hayes' upside. Especially since he just looks like a freaking gazelle when he's running out there on the court. Uh, but I just like Claxton. Even though he's a little awkward at this stage, and he's like 20, and is already he's still developing, and he kind of looks like Hayes, and then he grew, had a growth spurt late. But the dude, I think he's got a future shooting threes, perhaps, and he's a lefty. He attacks off the dribble, off the perimeter. I don't know. He's just a weird prospect that I think has a really high ceiling. Yeah. I don't know why he wasn't <clears throat> higher. I was I was curious. He got invited to the green room. He was second last dude left. His bobo was the last. Like one. I don't know why you're picking Ruby Hachimura over Nick Claxton. I don't even know why you're picking Jackson Hayes over Nick Claxton. I I think in my. Well, I was I was like trying to compare the two, and I was like, I don't see. With Hayes, so, we, it was the difference between eight and thirty-one. There's no way. There basically, twenty-three pick difference. Basically, oh yeah, yeah. Basically, Hayes is a more fluid athlete that can jump a little bit higher. And I guess is more coordinated Claxton's at this much stage. more of a better, much better ball handler. Which he's a much not better ball. He'll need, but but like off the short roll, he's a good passer. He led the Georgia Bulldogs in assists. He basically played point guard. Like I, he definitely shouldn't play point guard, but like the fact that he was able to do that, capably. <laughs> I said he was um, a little undersized. That's why, like Jackson Hayes was a little bigger, but like that's the thing. He is Jackson Hayes' frame is a little bit more filled it's out. Like, dude, like that's something that skinnier. you can fix. Oh, if you look at dudes when they're rookies, you take a summer and you can fix that. <laughs> yeah, shit, like God, dudes add they're weight. They're both freshmen. Dudes add weight, add weight like crazy in the NBA. Yeah, it's that's why there's they have literally professional like nutritionists <laughs> that do that. for This you. becomes their job, and they don't have to go to school and shit. And, so, and Tom Crean isn't their coach. It's ridiculous. Uh your guy Casey Akpala went to Heat. Second yeah, I was really. I wasn't surprised. With the heat. I was, but like. It's another like. I wasn't surprised that he went that low. He has so many like tall, taller shooting guards and small forwards. Like yeah, but I like the Heat. I think they're a well-run team, and I I, I think they could turn something they out. They do of have a hell of a coach. Hero been and Apollo. We'll figure it out, I guess. Yep. I mean, to no shock of of ours, 
Goran Dragic picked up his 20 million player option and Whiteside, he went ahead and picked up that 27 million option. Oh my God. <laughs> Those are two players you're just going to get out of there as soon as possible. Yeah, why don't you just bench Whiteside and let Bam play because he's better. Yeah. I don't know why they're, I don't know why they're playing Whiteside still. I would just buy him out. Why aren't we doing that at this point? Um, buy him out and let your young guys. Right, after have this next one, we just do our favorites because then Yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, Carson well, the top Edwards. Three, I guess, are our favorites because I really like Carson Edwards. Oh, I I ended up because the finals really opened my eyes to Edwards. As the a, Bucks ended up not having a pick, but I really wanted the yeah. Bucks. I oh, I thought that would have been a great fit. Or the Warriors, like someone like that. But no, the Celtics. Depending on what I I, I like that pick honestly. For Boston. Get another Shooter. Kyle Lowry type player. I mean, like, he's definitely not the passer that Kyle Lowry is. He didn't really showcase he's the more play. more athletic, though. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't showcase the playmaking skills you'd want for him to be an NBA point guard, which I don't think he'll end up being. But as a Patty Mills guy or something like that that comes in and just shoots threes or scores the basketball and doesn't necessarily need it and need the ball in his hands, he has the I think he can be that. give you a Fred Van Fleet type performance. Yeah. He does for sure. Oh, obviously, did you? I mean, that tournament game. I watched some highlights. Games, yeah. That 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 just translates. You just can't like they put DeAndre Hunter on him in that Virginia game, and he went out of his mind. He made everything. And he's being guarded by DeAndre Hunter, who they think is one of the best defenders in the draft. Who they think? I said no. Yeah. But anyway, just oh, I saw that. was a questionable one because I've never heard of him. No, I, yeah, look, I hadn't heard of him until that day, and I looked him up and watched some of his highlights. I was like, oh, this guy looks pretty good. I would draft him. And then I checked, and he was a 30% three-point shooter, and I was like, never mind. And then he popped up. I was like, oh, at least I, I know what that. that's a 6'7 guard from Wyoming who averaged like 22 a game. 6'7, uh, 183? Yeah. Oh, my. He's got to be like a stick. And he's pretty skinny, but I, he looks pretty athletic. I think he has a decent future, depending on how he develops his jump shot, which is everything. Bol Bol playing with alongside Jokic. Oh, Bol Bol. start him over Jokic, of course. We, are we the, I guess we're just first jumping around. First team NBA. Uh, Bol Bol. Uh, look, Bol Bol fell really far, and people were like, why is he getting passed up on? It's like, what do you mean? Uh, from what I've heard, he's got attitude issues. Oh, yeah. When he got drafted, he looked like pissed. And probably because like, he went midway through the second round. I know, but like... Dude, when he thought he was going to top 20. But like, okay, I've heard he's got attitude issues. He weighs 205 pounds and he's seven foot three. I Did you see that stat with Carson Edwards that Edwards weighs 200 pounds and is six foot and Bowl is 208 and seven foot three? 13 inches taller, eight pounds. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, so no, Bowl, and then obviously had that foot injury. Foot injury with a big man. A seven foot three big man. That's the scariest injury you can possibly injury future you can possibly have. Anything under the waist. <laughs> no, and foot injuries are typically the worst. Like we've seen Bill Walton's career uh, just completely destroyed because of it. Porzingis has had all kinds of trouble with injuries. I think part of it too is foot. I mean, foot injuries are always that terrible, especially with sub with guys that are taller than seven feet. And it's like in best case scenario, Bobo was what? It's not like he was very coordinated <laughs> or was a fluid athlete. I, I just don't really like Bobo at all, and I don't think he's got much of a future in the NBA. I hate him. I think he'll be out of the league in a few years. I think. But if he hits, I mean, that's he could a, be a solid a like a floor spacing big man. Twelve to fifteen minute game, yeah. or minutes a game, averaging six to eight, which would be solid. Mm-hmm. Twelve. That's not bad. Um, another pick I really liked 
uh, was Admiral Schofield. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, I, I ruffled a lot of feathers in our group chat when I said Schofield was better than Grant Williams as a prospect. Okay. I I'm, stand by it. I'm sorry. I have to go back. I was just looking at Bobo and his improvement areas. This is his. He has high hips. I'm like, well, no shit. That's called he has long three. legs. <laughs> yeah, he's seven three. <laughs> anyway, you can go ahead. Talk about no, no, I like uh, I like Schofield over Grant Williams in the NBA. Okay, um, so no, with um, Alex Schofield over Williams. There you go, my favorite Tennessee prospect. Uh, Schofield's just like a he's got a physique that would make a bodybuilder jealous, and he can shoot the three really well. He can shoot the ball really well. He's a really smart player. And he can dunk on dudes. Like, what? There, this dude is not failing in the NBA. There is no scenario in which he busts. And he's, he can shoot. Actually. I just don't see a scenario. His body and his ability to shoot, there's just no way. There's no way. And he fucking leaves it all out on the floor every That's time. Tennessee was the most frustrating team. It was like, Admiral Schofield doesn't look like he should, could, should shoot. Yeah. And he can. And then Grant Williams draws every foul possible. That's why I hate it. I mean, it's so, so frustrating. And then Jordan Bone just like. Out of nowhere, we'll hit. Well, we can shots. talk about Jordan Bone. I I had Jordan Bone in my top thirty because the dude's really athletic. He's one of the top five passers in this draft, and he can shoot the ball. Like I just don't understand why the market for him isn't higher, and why Jalen freaking Hands is going before him. <laughs> what did Jalen Hands show that is that he's even close to as good as Jordan Bone? I don't know. I feel like like the NBA is like, oh UCLA, we gotta draft one of those. <laughs> like to me, Jordan Bone's just like Mike Conley. He's like, I just want to. Um, Play basketball, play hard on defense, and pass the ball to everybody else. No drama guy. Anyone. Yeah, like he's like, dude, I don't care if I score that much. He's like, I'll just play hard, play hard on defense, and set the table for my teammates who are really good at scoring the ball. He didn't need to be an offensive juggernaut because guess what? Tennessee had two really good scores in Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield, and then Lamonte Turner, Jordan Bowden. They had all these dudes. It's like Bowden just really. I, I think he's a really unselfish player that has. Really translatable skills, especially as a backup guard in the NBA, or even a starter for that matter, on a good team. So yeah, I'm a big uh, Jordan Bone fan. Uh, I really want to talk about two more guys. Kyle guy. <laughs> See what you did there. My favorite, favorite. I want to talk about this guy. Favorite Kyle second guy. Round, second round pick. Good guy, bad guy, Kyle guy. He got the bag. Great going to guy. the Kings. Kings continue yeah. their lineage of uh, good, good shooters. Really good college players. <laughs> Oh yeah, Justin Jackson, uh, they Frank got, Mason. Yeah, they got Kyle Guy, uh, Justin James. Even though he he doesn't really fit into that, but whatever, he'll bust probably. <laughs> they got Kyle Guy. I like Kyle Guy because he can get a bucket. He can shoot the basketball really well, and he's an underrated defender. I understand that he is probably no more than a bench player ever because of his physical limitations, but whatever, man. Hey. <laughs> and I like how they would bring up like Kevin Porter Jr. was like, "Oh, my dad got shot," and they're like, "All these, all these young guys who are like one and done with like weird histories and stuff." And then the like, Kyle guy is getting married. <laughs> like, of course, the white guy <laughs> with the like the comb over is getting married. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it, it cracked me up. The Reese Davis was like, "He, he and his fiance." <laughs> <laughs> he can actually receive wedding presents now. It's yeah, crazy. yeah, well, finally. Yeah. Oh <laughs> the white dude got married while the black dudes are like, yeah, yeah, I, I experienced gang violence in my past. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Here's Kyle Guy getting married. And it's not, out of, it's not out of wedlock, unlike every other NBA draft 
player that's already married. <laughs> oh, God. Classic. But how many dudes are married when they're not like, oh, I got a child? <laughs> None is the answer. All right. I got a few more guys. Taylor Horton Tucker, my dude. Went way too low, if you ask me. I cannot believe he was still on the board at 46, and I think that's a good pickup for the Lakers, and he can maybe even play next year. Yeah. Well, I think he will. Yeah, he's a well, yeah, sure. oh, hey, what are the other options? Bring back Contavious Caldwell Pope. <laughs> I mean, they could. They need some defense, and I think advisable. Tucker provides that because he's so long in his. Well, he, Norvell's is similar. Like, his body really, is just like a freight train, except he's got like spider arms on the end of it. It's a really weird, unique prospect. Um, hefty playmaker. That's a great. Yeah, that, that's a great. That's one really of the first two. <laughs> hefty playmaker. He, he is hefty, but like he's really athletic and can. Six he can four. really jump. Seven seven one wingspan. I mean, that dude's a he- freaking we'll heck see. of a specimen. Um, I guess we'll see. I like him at the Lakers. Uh, a few other guys here. Uh, Quindary Witherspoon, I included in my list. Didn't think he'd get drafted, but he ended up going to the Spurs. I like that a lot. I really like that. I think he's a really? 6'5 guard that can play either position, can shoot the ball. Tremont Waters went to Boston. Now we're just really jumping all over the place. I got one more that I really this. want to talk about. Not I think Tremont Waters is a good backup point guard that can set the table. Maybe even use him a little bit as a starter in Boston. Who knows? Start over. Uh, never mind. By the way, Boston traded Aaron Baines to Phoenix. <sighs> Phoenix is really. I saw that. Besides, They're coming up. Besides Aaron the Cam Johnson stupidity, I really like what they've done. <laughs> Darius Saris was not bad. Anyway, Mieoni to my team, the Utah Jazz. Yeah. All, always looking for guys that can help. My guy, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. You got him and Justin Wright Foreman. I like Wright Foreman. Mieoni's like... He's a he's got a he's good body. He's similar to Dante Exum in the way that he's skinny, not a great shooter, but like, mm-hmm. just kind of do everything. Yeah. But... I knows? Dude, I'm telling you, the dude I really like that you all got is Justin Wright Foreman. He's a hell of a shooter, too. That dude can shoot the ball off the dribble. I think he can be a good backup Converting player. an impressive 48% of his pull-ups on nearly six attempts That's per game. crazy. Are those, That's amazing. Are those threes? Like, I don't even he averaged 27 points. He said it's just on pull-ups. So like just, oh, okay. I understand. So he, he does everything off the dribble, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know that he'd be able to do that on the Jazz. And I know we're nitpicking with the 53rd pick. but Oh, yeah. We're definitely nitpicking at this point. Um. So if mean, you look the rest of these guys, uh, oh, uh, did we have a list of of players that got signed after the draft? Because I'd kind of be interested to see some of those dudes. Uh, uh, undrafted free agents, or you can hear the uh, the symphonous sound of the keyboard going at it. Symphonous. <laughs> um. Oh, here's a list. Pre Bleacher Report coming through. Oh, I got the NBA.com. Not as good. Bleacher report. Here Why does he just Twitter? Brian Bowen to the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> I'll go up and watch him for a game. Why not? Lugan Stort to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, I saw that. I like it. I like it a lot. Thunder making good moves. With uh, Russell Westbrook. But I, yeah, like. I know, I know. Him and Schroeder and. Uh, Naz Reed to the Timberwolves. Not bad. Interesting. VJ King to the New York Knicks. That that's, just doesn't that's make sense. That's the big one. Why that's the, the big hell one. is anybody giving VJ King a chance? Because he's a hell of a player. Fletcher, Fletcher McGee to the Bucks. Uh, Fletcher, that's interesting to me. I think he could play because why not? Like, why not play? Can, we know he can shoot. Magic. Wait, where? Magic. I. <laughs> he's a small forward, Dan. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
I actually really like Daquan Jeffries, and I think on the right team, he could be super effective. Suns are stacking up their point guards. Just to find somebody, anybody. Who? Jared Harper. Interesting. That's probably just a summer league deal. It is. Probably. Uh, I see Tyus Battle going to Minnesota. 10-day contract. Interesting decision on the 10-day contract. There's not a lot of Shamori Pons to the Rockets. Huh? You remember Nando DiColo? Nando DiColo. DiColo? Yeah. Yeah. He was like the best player on 2K in the on the European teams. Yeah. He's yeah. going to return to the NBA. Oh, wow. He's probably going to go to the Raptors. <laughs> he they, 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 they say he's a restricted free agent for the Raptors, essentially. Um, Interesting. That William is. McDowell White. Now, I actually hell? know something. I don't even know if I've heard of this guy. He was recruited actually to Louisville. That's why I know him. Mm-hmm. And he and then he like he was like gonna be like a five star, but like it was weird the way he was a five star. And he ended up going committing to Fresno State. Never mm-hmm. actually played at Fresno State. Ended up going overseas to Germany. This is a weird story. It is a weird story, and he. Uh, he gets undrafted free agent to the Rockets. Huh. What He's position a 6'5 is he? guard. Interesting. I doubt he'll get any minutes He's next year. He's white. And he has like... William a, he looks McDowell like he has a perm. Never could have guessed. <laughs> um, Memphis has my guy, Purdue guard, or Purdue Fort Wayne guard, John Concher. Oh, well. Oh, I can't I like wait. Him. Uh, Jalen Horde's going to Portland. Didn't you draft John Concher in your draft? I did. Busting brackets, right? Uh, guys, go check out Busting Brackets. I'm going to have a piece later today out there. Five worst selections in the NBA draft. I'll tell you what. Cam Johnson's making the list. Uh. <laughs> and uh, so is Rui Hachimura. I'll give you a little spoiler here on the Two Man Game podcast. Um, yeah, Not check gonna. it out. You can go look at my, my picks that we did in the mock draft. I think I took Brandon Clark 11th and then like Goga 19th and then PJ Washington 27th. And I think I took Luguin's Dort, like, second to last pick, and then I took Contra in there somewhere. Interesting stuff. Go check out my dudes there. Your dudes. My dudes. I'm, I'm also, just I'll baffled also, that you didn't pick VJ King. Yeah. Your VJ I'm, King. My VJ King is... It would be the most... One of these days... It would be we'll the funniest thing if you actually I will became sound smart. good. <laughs> because you're being... Exactly. You're sarcastically... I'm sarcastically smart. Pumping him up. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long we've been going on this podcast. I give VJ King so much shit. I feel bad because he he did like commit. But while, do like, you feel bad at all? Actually, eh, well, he did commit like while we were going through shit. So I guess I, I owe him something. <laughs> I don't know him anything. He never he seemed he like he was all anything. there mentally, just like on the court. I was like, what the hell? Is I don't he think doing? he ever was like. I think he was so lost the entire time, and he was just nah, whatever. It's like in in Casablanca when Humphrey Bogart looks at the girl when they're leaving and he's like we'll always have Paris and I think, v- I think you Louisville fans look at VJK and they say we'll always have that 2016 Virginia game when you had like 20 points <laughs> he had a hell of a game I remember he had 24 points against Virginia I was like oh he's here We'll oh, like, that's what it. we need. A uh, VJ King uh, as our best player with like who was it like Donovan, Donovan was, Donovan playing, was playing, playing, but like it was like who was suspended. I think no, I think Quentin Snyder was suspended. I think like Mathiang was out. Mathiang was suspended. And I know then, like, Snyder somebody was else out. was injured. Yeah. Oh God. Well, Fantastic. Well, you, <laughs> you'll always have that Virginia game. Media Malik game. Williams was starting. I'm pretty sure as a freshman. When is he? A, gonna be a junior he's now. Gonna be a senior. No, he's gonna be a junior. I don't no, maybe he didn't play. No, he it's did. Jalen Johnson. I think because BG King is the same age. 
No, he's not. No, he's not. He's a year older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a freshman. No, it was probably Jalen Johnson. Shaquan Aaron. I vividly remember his career high 11 points. 11? Not career. He probably had more than that a few times at USC, but you know. (laughs) That was his best game at Louisville, was 11 points. Well, that's not good, sir. That's not good at all. Uh, okay. Well, hey, 11 points a game is a good, solid stat line. But um, I didn't say anything wrong with 11 points, but as a career high, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My career high is like 21 in an organized game. Actually, I scored, Mine is 20. You know, I scored I scored 62 uh, in a three-on-three game the other day. Oh, three-on-three is different. It was like my Kevin Durant Rucker Park moment. <laughs> like where I just went off against a bunch of my peers that are just not as good as me. Right. <laughs> No, like I was getting pissed every time someone else took a shot. I was like, you'll suck. And blah. All right. I got 60. <laughs> I got I 60. I was like Kawhi. I would just go to the elbow every time, take a fadeaway mid-range jumper and make it. That was money. Uh, all right, that's enough from the podcast. Goss is gone. He's out. He's leaving. Um, check me out. I'll be on a podcast later this week. I'll post it to the two-man game. I'm, I'm, I'm guest appearing on another one to talk some NBA draft. Two-man game Twitter at 2MG. At the 2MG. Capital M, capital G. Uh-huh. Oh, we didn't mention, we'll give a little shout-out to Kenny's guys, uh, Bruno Fernando and Daniel Gafford. The highlight tape, rim-running center, all-stars. There you go. Congrats. Where's Chris Early? Chris Early's at Kane's. He got us some lunch today. Me and Goss served it up nice and quick. We love him. Go find him.